excuse me. Hello, welcome to <coughs> CoughCast, because I'm coughing, uh, that, <laughs> that probably ruined, uh, ruined your, your, your iPod headphones or whatever snazzy device you're listening to, um, but yes, we talk about the things that you play with your thumbs, and I'm not talking about the mythical clitoris, talking about games, riddle games, music games, basketball, even though you don't play with games. Them. Yeah, yeah, even though... Well, you, you do need opposable thumbs to play basketball, I would assume. But uh, anyway. Yes, here's Guitarist. Me. Hi, everybody. What's your I name? I went to see Ingve Malmsteen. Oh, that's right. Uh, come check out my blog. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, that's Al, and I'm your host, Austin. And Tony... Um, Tony has, take, has to take care of some medical matters for his pet, so please uh, wish him well for us. Uh, we uh, wish him well with us, uh, as as um hopefully hopefully he comes back with some good news, mm-hmm. but uh, we will march on in his uh, in his absence and you know pour some forty into the ground, uh, even though he's not dead. Obviously, that's just a symbol of actually that's a symbol of people who are dead. So we won't do that. <laughs> um, yes, but we will talk about what Al's been playing because he plays a lot. Yeah, right. With his um. muffler. I played a lot of work, working my ass off. I'm still working. I haven't had a day off since the last time uh, I had a day off, which was probably like two and a half weeks ago. Or two oh, weeks ago. boo-hoo. So you need to pay the rent. So you need to eat. Give me a break. No, just go mm-hmm. ahead. Um, I did manage to get in some more Final Fantasy IV. Yes! Um, I am now out of the sealed cave. And uh, I don't know if you checked it out, but when you um beat the demon wall and you're heading out of the cave, you know how you go into the sub menu and well not sub menu the main menu, and you can see what's going through the mind of whatever person you are using. Yeah. <clears throat> if you go through Kane's mind, he goes, "No, not not again." Oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's hot." Yeah, I love how they do that. Um. So that was really cool that um, Kane was foresh- foreshadowing his own uh, treason. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so now I'm just trying to clear up some loose ends. I'm going to, you know, I miss Kane because Kane, he, had all, he has all my good gear and he left with it. Oh, I always cheat and remove all that stuff because I know the game now. So it's just like, he's about to leave. Let me remove his stuff. Yeah, but what's weird is that sometimes they leave the gear in your inventory. I, oh, I don't know. See, like when Young killed himself, quote unquote, um, in the Tower of Zot. Um, it was Tower of Zot, right? No, Tower of Babel. Yeah, Babel. Um, I think he left his claws and his other gear. Yeah, because I had his headband and I had the the glove that I used to increase strength and all that stuff. But when Kane left, he took that with him. <laughs> maybe See, it's because, you know, um, he's, I don't know, maybe because of later he comes back and whatnot. 
Spoiler! See, I don't. I never noticed because every single time since I played the game the first time on Super Nintendo, I've always taken off people's gear, so I don't notice. Like if they if they change that in future iterations, I'll never notice. Yeah. But um, yeah, Palma Parm is the only one that I could never do because they go right into a battle and right into that cutscene where something happened. So yeah, um, and then so where I, they I still never... fool you as whatever. Yeah. So I can never get rid of their gear and and use it for myself. But uh, yeah, I always get. And gear is worthless anyway. That's true. That is true. It's just like rods and shit. That sounds yeah. really perverted. That really sounds pornographic, but it, that is what it is. A rod and a staff. A rod and um, a staff. On little kids. Ugh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so, now I'm, I'm in the sylph cave. Uh, I actually went through and got the got to the sylph cache where, you know, all their hidden treasure is. Mm-hmm. So, I stole all their treasure. And then I'm going to go back in the regular way and, uh, you know... Use frying pan. Use frying pan. And then I'm going to go to the land of the Edelons and... uh, And then I'm going to go continue with the game and uh, hook up the Lunar Whale. The Uh, big whale. Every time... mm? I'm sorry, sorry. I, I, I was just thinking about, like, way back in the day when I played this in, in like, the, the, the upper regions of grade school, also known as junior high. Um, like my friend would be playing it with me, or he'd be watching me play it. And th- this is when it was called the Big Whale, not the Lunar Whale, on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. And so, like, it just looked really goofy. And so every time I'd, I'd use it, or the uh, yeah, every time I'd use it to go to the moon, he'd just be like, "The Big Whale." <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like when 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 um, I'm gonna leave your friend's name. Uh, Mast, because we you, you talked about him uh, uh, buying Spore when you buy it. Uh, when Jonas sees a fat person walking down the street and starts going, oh yeah, <laughs> and 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 again, it was I, I was reminded by that when I when I got the um this is a tangent, got the the Family Guy uh, Volume Six set, mm-hmm. and they had Stewie following around a fat guy and playing a tuba. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. Big whale, lunar whale. You go to the moon. You're, uh, you were saying I will thing. soon, but not yet. Um. Yeah. So that was that, and I pl- I finished Portal this week, and it's really funny because, um, uh, I, you know, have been playing it for like ten, fifteen minutes at a time. Blah blah. blah. Going in, play it 10, 15 minutes, stop. Thinking, okay, I'm going to be done. But I kept getting like a puzzle and another puzzle and another puzzle. And I'm like, all right, I really need to go to sleep because it'd be like right before I have to go to sleep. Yeah. When I play. So I played it this week. And five minutes into it, well, not really five minutes into it, more like 20 minutes into it, I'm at the last boss. Mm-hmm. Or the boss, if you want to say. And I finished that, and now I completely understand the song's still alive, which is pretty yeah. cool. And uh, I'm done with that. And they changed the title screen when you finish. It's pretty cool. Um, Are you going to get the um, Still Alive pack? Is that 360 only, or is that also for PC? I forget. It's just, it's just a, a rendition of Portal for 360. With oh. some like 360 specific stuff, but everybody's oh, saying, okay. you know, if you've been through Portal and you're good at it, it makes yeah. no sense. Why yeah. you pay fifteen dollars for something okay. that you already own? I was I was fuzzy on that. I thought it might have been an expansion pack. Nah, and, but like, apparently all new they, stuff. 
somebody had made a mod of Portal, and uh, yeah, um, I heard about that. Yeah, it's like a sequel sort of or expansion. Yeah, I, I was trying to get it, but I couldn't. Well, who knows? Um, this morning I did get to play a couple more hours of Baton Kaitos, and um, shit. I'm kind of stuck, but not really. I just have to figure some shit out. Because I'm like 32 hours into the game or something like that. I'm still five. Oh, God. At most. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I really need to finish it so I can move on to Final Fantasy twelve. Because uh, I'm not playing Final Fantasy twelve until I finish Bots and Kaitos. Because I only want to really play one long RPG. Right. At um, a time. Yeah, at a time. At least, you know, between home consoles. Yeah. I need to still finish ten. And then Baton Kaitos. Well, I need to finish Tales 10 too, but I'm not going to really focus on that. I don't really care too much and for it. Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have that yet. But and anyway. then Skies of Arcadia Legends. I, yeah, I, I beat that on Dreamcast. No, I didn't beat it. I, oh. I gave up on that game. Oh, yeah? Like Does it, it get that much. way? No, I just didn't like it. Um, oh, really? I the story it. and everything, it, the whole pirate thing, I, I was all about it when it first came out. But then as I started to really play it, <clears throat> like, I, I didn't like it. And I, I don't even have it anymore. Oh. I don't even know what happened to it. I probably... Moochie happened to it. No. Huh? I said Moochie happened to it. Nah, nah, nah. He, I mean, <laughs> he went through it, but... Especially while right. asleep and he gained four hours of play time because he fell asleep while he was playing it. Yeah. But, Yo, um, I'll have to play this for four hours because you were asleep. <laughs> but that means I got it! No. Uh... Yeah, but right now I'm I'm at the stage where I gotta rescue like all the other characters, and in order to rescue the characters, you gotta um, find this particular card of something that the wall tells you at once, and then I managed to do that for like one of them because it was easy. Mm. And then right after I unlock the wall, a boss comes out, and I'm like, oh god, it looks like he's gonna whoop my ass. It hits me for like 120. And my character has like fourteen, fifteen hundred HP. So I'm like, oh, this is easy. So I like knock the shit out of the boss, and then I get my second character. So now I got to do it three so, more times. So you're thirty two hours in, and your your hit point level is around that like fourteen. Have you you don't you you're not grinding, right? You can't grind. Well, you can, but it doesn't make sense to because in order to level up, you gotta talk to somebody. And you can't get money unless you take pictures of the creatures. So it, 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 you would really kill the fun of the game if you were to just re- re- repeat the battle system over and over again. I, uh, I really like, I like the battle system, but I can't take too much of it. Cause I was, when I was playing it in my measly five hours, I was grinding a little bit in the opening, mm-hmm. um, just to, just to do it. But like, you're right, going to the person to say, yo, Power me up. I mean, it's just the menu option, though. It's not that big of a deal. I was just wondering. I was just kind of wondering what the what the progression is like in that game because, like, you know, some games. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, like Fire Emblem. Okay, mm-hmm. y- when you gain a level, you gain like a hit point or two. Whereas yeah. in Final Fantasy IV, when you gain a level, you gain maybe fifty. Or in like other games, still you like you gain, like, hundreds, and, and, and you know what I mean? Like, it, it, the, the different games do different things with their leveling. I was just wondering yeah. what kind of scale that went on. Well, but, the way uh, this works, uh, I'm basically, you know, I'm not grinding or anything like that. I'm just progressing through naturally. Um, my character is a level 29, and 
Oh, okay. At 29, the hit points are around 15-something. And these are cast of characters and stuff like that. Like, my my main character, who I I can't even use right now, um, I think he had the most HP, but he was, like, the strongest all, all around. So, Interesting. you know, around that, like, 20, 30 level, it's around that point. But they don't really... You don't see that much HP being taken off in the first place. Like, guys hit you, and regular enemies will hit you for, like, maybe 80. Mm. But bosses can, like, take two turns and wind up taking off 700 if you don't defend anything. Speaking of level progression, just a, a small tangent here. I was listening to one up yours, and I can't remember if it was Fable 2 or Fallout 3. I think it was Fallout 3. There's a level cap in Fallout 3 of 20 or 30. Yeah, it's probably based on, like, um, live-action RPGs, where um, <clears throat> you you don't level up much. It takes a lot to level up, and then when you do, you get big boosts. So that's probably why the level cap is at 20, because by the time you get to 20, you're probably, like, super. Yeah, yeah they're, saying, they're, they're saying that it takes a long time to level up, so I was just, like, interesting twenty how 20 is a cap. Yeah, most likely Fallout 3. Yeah, but the thing, like you, you said, you said action RPGs, right? Um, live action, live action. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, when LARPs. you said that, I was like, I was like, LARP. Yeah. Wait, you mean the guys who run in the forest yelling lightning bolt, lightning bolt? No, I mean dragon, uh, Dungeon Dragons, tabletop, that okay. type of thing. You know, you're walking through the forest and you see a goblin. Yeah. A goblin is brandishing a. A bronze knife. What do you do? Roll a d twenty. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think that like uh, like Oblivion. I think blows past that probably, but I haven't played it long enough, so I don't know. But yeah, it's just like it's just weird because you get used to these Japanese RPGs, and it's just like, oh, I level ninety nine, everybody, and we're like, huh, no, twenty is a cap. Mm-hmm. Um, is it take a lot to get to Does it take a uh, does it twenty is a new ninety nine? Does it take a lot to get to twenty in an MMO? Um, no, because level caps and MMOs are different. Like Warcraft right now, the cap is 70. 70. It's going to be 80. It'll be 80 I, in, yeah. in two weeks. But I just meant like the general grind. Like, does it, like, I know some French dude reached 70 when, when Burning Crusade came out in like five seconds. But I mean, like, yeah, does but it he take... OD'd. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, does it take a long time to get to 20 and then a long time to get to there? Or is it just like relatively smooth? Um, they actually changed it because of the amount of people who are between 20 and 60. Mm. And that's a big chunk of the game. So what they did was from 1 to 20, it's still the standard. It could take you about a week to get to 20. I mean, not even. If you have the right people, like if you're always playing with people and you're always doing stuff, you could probably get to 20 in three days. Because it only takes about four hours or less to get to 10. Because from 1 to like you know, seven, it's like real quick. Right. Uh, but if you don't have anybody to play with, it can really take a long time to get to 20. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of uh, action RPGs, I think in Titan Quest, I'm still only around the... Uh, I have to check my Google Documents. I glad we keep this backlog thing. <laughs> I haven't played it in like three weeks, actually. But um, I'm at level, I think, like 18 right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm... And I don't think I'm even like a third done with the game, if that. Yeah, um, so like that's... My, I think you get to level thirty before you finish the game, and then you start Nightmare. 
let's see. Uh, where, I have this alphabetical. Uh, how do you spell Titan Quest with a T? Okay. With a titty. With a titty. Um, Titan Quest. I am... Uh, I don't know how many hours in because I didn't put that down on my backlog. I just put down where I am. So, mm. yeah, I think it's about seven to eight hours of just hack mindless hacking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I guess that doesn't... Yeah, it just differs. It's weird. Anyway, you were saying something. Oh, no, I just said Diablo, they... Um... No, 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 before we got onto this leveling thing. Oh, um, I was talking about Bots and Kaito's levels, which right. I'm done with. Um, yeah. Nothing else really of note because I haven't played anything. Been working too goddamn hard. <laughs> um, I do want to say that um, I'm looking forward to playing some stuff. Uh, the new Castlevania game on DS. It just came out like last week or something like Order that. of Ecclesia? Yeah, Order of Ecclesia. They say it's um, running in a limited print. Really? Yeah. That means I gotta get it. Damn. Yeah. Um, I just bought Castlevania uh, Dracula X Chronicles. Yes! So I'm waiting for I mean, 1999, right? 1999, yeah. I'm waiting for that to get shipped. Because you know what's funny? I was just... I think... I I looked for it, or somebody said that it was on sale or something like that, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be getting that. And then I looked for it on Best Buy. They didn't have it on um, GameStop. They had it used. Now, Circuit City, it was out of stock. So I said, uh, all right, uh, just tell me when it's back in stock. And, like, three days later, I was like, it's back in stock. And I said, all right, fuck it. Like, <clears throat> uh, hey, just, uh, just a personal note, if you run across Ecclesia... Uh, do grab snaggies for me, and I'll sure. pay you back. All right. Um, I'm probably gonna get it on the next paycheck on Thursday, or or maybe I'll just Amazon it for you. Or, uh, dear listeners, if if you send us order of Ecclesia, you can win 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 this wing. bag of swag featuring a Blanca T-shirt with Guile getting electrocuted, a poster of Street Fighter. Oh, we went through this last week. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to last week's episode for the swag bag. And the new egg parka. Um, yes, keep going. <laughs> Let's see. I am also looking forward slightly, ever so slightly now, to trying out maybe Guitar Hero World Tour. Not feeling it right now still. Even though I've read the review, and there's a lot of things about it that kind of are disappointing, but I kind of expected. Yeah. Um, of Guitar Hero Three. Yeah, see, like, and and for anyone who's listening, we're talking about the IGN review. Um, it 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 goes through six pages of you know that's kind of long, but what it I mean it's it's talking about like some of the facts about the game that are kind of annoying, and there are things like the interface issues. Like, uh, if you're focusing on your note chart, it's hard to see if the band is failing, and if the band the band fails, if one person fails, so yeah. it's that type of thing where it kind of gets annoying. Um. Personally, really like, annoying. yeah, but personally, I like the note charts. Um, they're not too hard, and of course, it continues to. I hate to say it, it continues to feel better than Rock Band. So that's the only reason why I'm interested in it is that, like, I I just want to play the songs and have it feel right, and they're going to be compatible with all the instruments. So I don't have to spend my money on the new pack, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that if if it weren't compatible, then I probably wouldn't get it. But I think I'm going to get it now, just because there's no hassle with it. Right. 
Um, I, I'm not paying full price for it though. Somebody else is gonna have to pay, <laughs> and that's probably gonna be GameStop. But we won't <laughs> talk about that right now. Um, I think I might mm. on just on the on the sole fact that it has like eighty songs. <laughs> yeah, it's fifteen percent of which are doubled up in Rock Band. But well, sixteen percent. Sixteen percent, but still, it feels better in the other game. So, I mm-hmm. you know I'd I'd rather. Depending on the audience that's there, I'd rather play it on that game. Like the same song between the two, I'd rather play it on. I'd rather personally play it on that game. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it depends. Like, it. I feel like the song list in in Rock Band Two might be more conducive to band play. So, but uh, go ahead with what you're saying. Jesus Christ, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Didn't you just wake up? Yes. <laughs> Um, that no, I'm I'm done. I, I I'm tired of rambling on about stuff that I either don't have or stuff that I can't play. So, have you been playing anything this week? Uh, I've been playing the end of the podcast. Let's um, let's sync up one last time. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we <laughs> are. Uh, why did I say we? I truly do need sleep. Um, I <laughs> did play uh, to to just to, to just tangent off of not tangent to segue off of what you're saying. Or what we were saying about world tours. Yeah, I did play a little bit of it um, at the weekly Guitar Hero at the bar get drunk night on Thursdays, and that's why I need sleep because I came home at four fifteen and went to bed at four twenty five and got up at seven fifty when my alarm went off because I had an eight o'clock conference call. I stayed up until seven fifty eight and then decided to close my eyes just for a bit and then I missed my conference call. No. Uh, so yeah, that's I, I needed sleep. Um, but I I played it to her world tour. She didn't bring the drum set or the mic, obviously, because you know that's kind of a huge thing to lug in the subway down to work to her bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and it would probably be a little bit of a hassle to get all the the drums set up. You know, I don't know if it's wireless on the PS2. The other thing is that she got apparently, um, she got like the mini bundle, which only has a guitar, so she okay. didn't get drums and a mic either. So she wouldn't have had the had them to bring. So we and besides, I mean, like it's a competition. It's not a band play. Whenever we go to that bar, so she just had the two guitars and had it on pro face off, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's about all that we did, which is all that we usually do because it's a tournament. Um, and like I was saying before, it feels like Guitar Hero Three in terms of the fact that it plays better. The note timing is a little bit too lenient, but it's you know it's good. Um, I'd rather have it be too lenient than not lenient enough. It's 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 like. Actually, I think Rock Band 2's note timing is very good. It it still, though, is a little bit south of Guitar Hero 2. Mm-hmm. A little bit south of Guitar Hero 2. So I, I still prefer the Activision ones. Um, and in that setting, it helps because the, the TV does lag. Oh, yeah. And even after doing the lag timing, it, still, it was still a little off. Um, so... It was and it, 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 because it's on the PS2, and so it's upscaling from like standard def, which is even worse. So there's more lag there. Um, the song, the, the you know, the song list obviously shares a few songs, like Everlong's in both games, um, for example. Um, there are a whole bunch of other songs that you probably know off the top of your head that I don't realize are in both games. I don't remember. But um, the note charts, obviously, yes, they are harder. Um, I don't play a guitar, obviously, so I don't know which ones are unnecessarily hard. But mm. they seem to fit the song, so I have no complaints. Um, the guitars that we had there, like the one that she brought, 
I really think that they ripped. They either they 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 sold sold her the package and, and passing it off as like, um, the new bundle when it really wasn't because that guitar was like the old Guitar Hero three guitar for PS two. It didn't have the touchpad, uh, so I didn't get to fool around with that. But even mm-hmm. still, even if it did have the touchpad, it wouldn't have been fair because like she only has one new guitar and the other one is the old wireless one. Right. So I'm wondering if they even sell the guitar with the touchpad for PS2. For PS2? Yeah, that's a good question. But the option menu did have turn off touch strip, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so I probably do. Yeah. So I saw that there was no touch strip, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, turn it off um, because, you know, they can't you know, use it. it. <laughs> yeah. Right. It might screw um, you up. Yeah. Um, it has, like, and even though this may seem, like, gratuitous, like, it has things where if I'm holding the green, like, I'm sure you you might have seen this in a gameplay video, but in case you haven't, there are instances where they're like chords, except they're not chords. Like you don't play the two notes at the same time; you play them one after the other. So mm-hmm. you you'd play the green note, and then you play the red note, but you'd have to keep the green finger held down. Okay, and so it, but is this something new, or is this like it's something those new? Other oh, okay. It's something new. Like if you see it on the note chart, basically the green note. The, the green sustain just keeps on going, and then they drop a red sustain right in the middle of it. Oh, wait. I, okay. Um, I remember hearing about it or reading I, about it. Yeah. And I think it's supposed to – I think. I'm not sure, but I think it's supposed to be something that you can fuck around with on the touch strip too. But you know, since they don't have a touch strip, I just did it regularly. Like You just, you just strum it twice. And I, I, I guess that's meant to uh, simulate like when you're playing a note on one string and you want to sustain it, but you want to play another note on another string that kind of comes in in the middle of it. So, okay. and and that actually felt kind of cool. Like I like that. Like okay. it, I, I'm sure that some people who are playing on extra be like, no, this, that makes it too hard. But I, I found it a lot of fun, and it was just like a new thing to just look out for, like to keep your eyes on. And I, I really did like that. Um, cool. They had they had some songs by Tool on there, which are really fun to play, and like if you've been reading blogs, like Tool has, ha- like to- gave their influence to like the visualizing mm-hmm. part of their, oh, of their whole songs. band. Yeah, and it did that whole thing instead of having band members, they had the, like all that wacky art. Which, which yeah, it's kind of like how in Rock Band Two the music video. I have you seen that yet? No, not yet. Oh, what happens is that like do if you do we got the beat, they usually do it for that. It'll be like an 80s guitar, uh, an 80s oh, music video. So it'll okay. start out, and it freaked me out the first time it happened. Instead of seeing the band and the stage and everything before the song starts, you see three, two, one, like uh, those old video reels. Yeah. Boop. And then, Boop. yeah, exactly. And then you'd see like all this color, like all this kind of like pastel color. And then the band members, it'll be a music video. I got you. And they, that's interesting. you play a song, and then it ends, and it, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, so that that was Tool, and that, that's, that's it, like, it was pretty sweet. Are any Tool songs in Rock Band 2? Not that I know of, no. Okay. But those songs are a lot of fun to play. Like, it, and that's the difference between the two. It's like, again, Guitar Hero is more fun to play by yourself or against a, against a friend, and mm-hmm. Rock Band is more fun to experience with people. And yeah. there's, like... When I say that I'd rather play these songs on Guitar Hero, it's like it's it's the type of deal where I I don't play Rock Band by myself. Yeah, it's hard you for know? me to do that too. It's it because you know again I hate to say this because it's such a it's such a revolutionary product, but I can't like I don't I just don't have that much fun playing it by myself unless I'm putting in a song from Avenged Sevenfold or something that's really difficult, mm-hmm. you know. And even then, because the note timings are eh, it's, 
good but could be better, it's it's not as it's not as encouraging to keep trying. You know? Yeah, see for rock band I would much rather not play guitar. <clears throat> I would like to rather play drums by myself or play or sing by myself, but yeah. since uh I haven't pulled out my drums in such a long time in this apartment, I uh usually relegate myself to singing. Right. If I'm by myself. Or I'll play guitar to unlock songs, but uh for my favorites I'll like pull out the mic. Like all you all I really want is for Rock Band to get the note timings a li- just a little bit more on point because it's re- Rock Band Two does a really good job of improving it, mm-hmm. just a little bit more on point, and then maybe maybe make the note some of the n- note charts not e- not harder by much, but just a little, just a touch, a touch more challenging after they make the note the note charts better, and then like it would be perfect. You know, like I don't need all those, all, all that like new stuff that Guitar Hero World Tour does with the notes that I was just talking about. Like I like it, but I don't need it. Right. You know, I just, just a little tweak it up just a little bit. You know, and then and then you know, maybe uh, maybe make the guitars feel better because I think that's what that's what Activision's strength has been going all all along is their instruments are just better. Mm-hmm. Um, even though even though the rock band guitar is more fun to me. In a in a band setting, because like you can't really pluck the Guitar Hero guitar. Still, yeah, like I've done it, but I don't feel as comfortable. You know what I mean? Like when I do it, I have to be careful about it. Mm-hmm. Like like oh, I'm I'm afraid this is gonna spring back and play an extra note. Exactly. So yeah, with Rock Band, you can yeah. just like you can plug it like a yeah. string. Yeah, you could still do, like it's odd because like when I'm playing like when you're playing in the bar and you get a little bit tipsy and so you're like oh, I'm gonna rock out you know and then like people are watching and you want to like make a fool out of yourself which I do quite often even if I'm sober <laughs> but that's besides the point um, yeah and like I'll like you know um, you you know when some people play chords and I could be getting this wrong because again I'm not a guitarist and no I'm not gonna pick up a real guitar because I suck at it stop telling me. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, when some people play chords, like, really loud power chords, or just, like, mm-hmm. one chord, they'll they'll bring their arm all the way up, and then they'll just, like, smash it down on the strings. Oh, yeah. Swoop, swoop it across the strings. Or, and I'll or do that. Or the other way. They'll, they'll go up and play yeah. it from the underside and then hold yeah. their arm up in the air. Yeah. Uh, I do I'll, that a lot. I'll do it from up to down on, on those PS2 guitars, and it won't, like, it won't double strum on me. So I'm like, that's oh, that's a pr- Like, it, it, it keeps it. It's fine. But like continued like plucking, it, it doesn't feel the same way as like you can with the rock band guitar, and maybe that's because it's mushy. Maybe that's because the rock band guitar is mushy. Right. Yeah, that definitely is, and it that decreases the um, uh, yeah. ability for it to f- snap back. Yeah, it's like a double-edged sword. Like it's more fun to use, but it's less accurate. You know. Yep. It's kind of mm-hmm. like Wii Remote versus mouse. You know, they're both great, but one is better. One is more fun, and one's just better. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, they're better than analog stick, anyway. But before I nobody say nothing about no analog stick. I did because it sucks. <laughs> um, uh, what have I actually been playing though? I've been playing Bleach for D. Uh, Bleach. D- what is the subtitle? Dark Souls. Oh, Bleach DS. Which is funny because the first Bleach didn't have a DS subtitle. It had Blades of Fate. Um, mm. But it's from the reviews I've read of the original Bleach, because I did not play the original one on DS, this is pretty much Bleach the Expansion Pack, or Bleach Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, <laughs> Bleach Fighter 2. Yeah, which, you know, in turn, means that it's 
a much better game, but it's the same game. Um, but I would say buy it over the first one because just because it, it tweaks things like like just like Street Fighter Two Turbo did with the other Street Fighters, and you know it, it it tweaks the balance and it gives you more characters and more things to do. But this is a this is probably and I wrote this on my blog. This is probably the best game I've been assigned to to review so far. Um, this is also based on my seven hours of gameplay so far. So maybe it maybe the story mode will start sucking like in the second half or something like that. But as of now, it's the best game that I've been assigned to review, and it's it's really nice. good. Um, I'm tempted to ask Justin to be like, hey, can I you know keep this copy of the game? And and buy a copy and send send you back a new copy so that I don't have to like you know unlock all the shit all over again <laughs> because I want to keep it. But this is like it's it's really good. Um, it's like I was telling you, but I got to tell the people out there who listening. Um, it's it, it's reminiscent of Guilty Gear, and it's made by Treasure, so you know that it's going to be very tight, very slick, very uh, to use a cliche word polished, you know. It's mm-hmm. it, you know it's it's based on chain combos and air combos, but it doesn't go too overboard because there are only three attack buttons as opposed to four. Right. So it just goes light, medium, and hard. They don't differentiate between kicks and punches. So you have to figure out what each character will do when you press a given button. Like, like you know, you you press kick, you press punch. You know they're you know what they're gonna do. Or slash versus kick in Samurai Showdown and Guilty Gear. You kind of have to figure out what you want to do, and so it takes away that Mortal Kombat feel of oh everyone has the same move set. Mm-hmm. And it takes away that um, that Guilty Gear mindset of, oh, if you press hard attack, if you press both hard attacks, you know you're going to do a launcher. So you, you, you always know that every character's launcher is the same. In this one, it's different. Like, it's not that different, but it's different enough. Like some, some launchers are crouching and some are standing. Oh, big whoop. Oh, big <laughs> whoop. Well, the fight about it. But um, yeah, it's just it, 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 it keeps that variety in there without making it too samey. Uh, you know, some characters can can hit with all three attacks and then follow it up with an air special to, to knock them back down. Or some people can hit with all three attacks, do a double jump, and still juggle the person in the air for another three attacks. And then cap off with a super move, uh, a finishing uh, special move. So, just like just like Marvel vs. Capcom, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of if 2 was more flamboyant. 2 was definitely more flamboyant. But oh, like, yeah. Like it, li- like some characters are obviously limited to fewer hits, but they're harder hitting. Like Venom, for example, in, in MVC and MVC Two was you know one of those few hits, but hits hard. And Jin, mm-hmm. so oh it, Jin, it can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no um, combos, but I mean few combos. But, but when you do them, they you hit like hard. punch him with the fierce punches, yeah. like half hand you are. Oh shit! Yeah, and he's so slow that when you pull a combo off of them, people are like, oh shit, he got a combo. But yeah. um. It's it's kind of like that. It, it, it mixes up healthily, healthily. What what a shitty adverb. But um, it also lets you do super moves via the touch screen, which is a little annoying at first. But it kind of works because a you're playing it on a portable platform, and when you're doing all those crazy mashing moves on your D pad, you move the screen because the D pad's on the same unit as the screen is. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a little annoying to play a fighting game on, on you know, on a portable. So th- that's okay. You know, it's like, look, this is this is getting too, you know, too hard for me to do or too annoying to do because like I can't see when I'm doing it. So I'll just press the button on the touchscreen, and that works for the special supers. For the other special moves, like just a regular fireball type thing, your heavy attack always takes a little bit off your bar. 
mm. off here. It, it has it has so many gauges and bars. Here's the only problem with Bleach that I see. If you're a, a newbie, you're going to have to go through like a long-ass tutorial to understand what all the bars and all the playing cards, because they have a whole bunch of that, a whole bunch of those playing cards, which I'll get to in a second. You have to understand what all that stuff means, and by the time you're done scrolling through all the screens, you're just like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> That's the only problem with this game. It's too deep. Not not even deep, but it's just got too many things going for it so that, that, that it's not accessible. But that doesn't matter. I don't think that's aimed at the casual audience. It, well, let me hold my tongue. It's aimed at fighting fans, but it's also aimed at people who probably watch the anime. Yeah. yeah that's, that's one reason why I, I'm not really interested in it because I don't watch the anime, so I don't have a connection to it. Well, well no, no, no. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that it'll, like... It's appealing to those people who watch the anime, and so those who don't play fighting games but like the anime will get into this game and then be like, this is too hard. But the other side of it, though, is that even if you don't watch the anime, which I don't, and I, I watched one episode and it was cool, but I haven't kept up on it, just one episode. But right. like, if you just play it, it's a great fighting game. So mm-hmm. like, you don't need to really watch it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the playing card thing... Like, you can have four cards from a deck of whatever. You can have four cards um, at a time on the touchscreen. Once you use a card, like, it, it, it gets thrown out of your deck for that fight, and then a new one comes in. And then, like, obviously they keep the balance by saying you can only use one card every X amount of seconds. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't sit there and spam it. And apparently right, right. this was one of the improvements from the first game, where the first game you could actually spam it, like, every two seconds you could use a card. Cards are ooh. things like, huh? I say, ooh. Yeah. Cards are things like boost attack on your end or reduce attack on your opponent's end and like do things like make the, force them to crouch <laughs> so they can't move. <laughs> um, you can jump back and forth between uh, lines kind of like an advanced Guardian Hero, uh, kind of like in Guardian Heroes and in Fatal Fury, but it works. Right. It's, it's just to escape because sometimes they send missions at you where like tons of enemies come at you instead of just straight up one-on-one fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like... Uh, like Reduce the enemy's special meter to like zero, so they can't do any super moves, uh, things like that. So it's it's pretty cool, but it's easier to forget about forget about them in the heat of battle because you're you're concentrating on pulling off like ten hit combos. So right. that becomes kind of like not not an issue, but it's just like you will lose if you don't keep cognizant of everything that's going on. You know, so like me, like I'm playing against a computer, so it's not a problem. But if I pl- if I were to play online with somebody. Like and they they knew everything that was going on. And I'm just trying to pull off this hit, hit combo, and then all of a sudden my guy can't move. Why can't he move? Oh right, the cards. I forgot completely about them. He just put a uh-huh. card on me that makes me not move, and then like I die. But um, yeah, all those meters and gauges and cards makes it complex. Um, I'm just talk about the meters before I move on. Like there's a life bar. We know what that does. Then there's a super super move bar. We know what that does. Then there's a special move bar that's separate from the super move bar. So you know how in Street Fighter 3, like if you do an EX special move, um, it takes away from your super meter, so you have to keep charging it in order to do a special uh, super move? Right. In this one, they're all separate. So you can have three super moves stocked up, and keep on, and you can keep on doing like your e- this game's version of the EX super, which is you use the heavy attack button. Mm-hmm. Um, you, could, you could do that like up to three times without affecting your super move bar. So that that that's good about it. What's bad about it is that you'll like the the um the EX version is the most useful version that you can use in combos. So it's like you keep on trying to do combos against dudes and then you find yourself not being able to do a special move because you've drained your meter. Uh. Um, uh and you also use it for like this this kind of dashing move that if you remember Samurai Showdown three and four, if you press the um A and B together, like your guy would 
just do a dodge instead and, of uh, okay yeah yeah I know what you mean yeah it's kind of like that so you have that move at your disposal except instead of oh wait no it's not that move it's the move where um you press C and D and your guy not only dodges but like flips around behind the other guy yes yes and it looks really goofy but that that's the move that it reminds me of more because it like it sends you in one direction so and that's you. So that also takes part of your bar. So th- all that shit together plays in the overall strategy. You'll be doing air combos, and you'll be flipping to the other side, double jumping and doing it again because everybody can double jump. And then you'll be using a card while they're on the ground, and then you have to, like, use a super move. And it's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It sounds crazy. Buy it! <laughs> so, <laughs> well, if seven hours is any indication so far, buy it. Um, I've also been playing uh, nothing else, actually, to be frank. Nothing else at all. So we can move on, and I'm getting dizzy from talking so much. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, is that the feeling you're getting? I'm getting dizzy from not talking. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Let's change that up then. Why don't you talk for the rest of the cast? No. We have uh, to switch off. Okay, fine. But my head's getting dizzy, so you have to talk. Okay. <laughs> the news testicle um and in in a fit of continuity from last episode al has found this very enjoyable link to the japanese woman who was jailed for that virtual murder who was arrested for that virtual murder is now in jail <laughs> finally yep. for it you want to read this off for our Hell fate? yeah uh from kotaku courtesy of maggie green the japanese woman jailed for virtual murder Murder. And you thought Maple's story was all fun and games. Murder, she wrote. A Japanese woman has found herself in jail, potentially facing charges of illegally accessing her computer and manipulating data after deleting the character of her in-game husband, quote-unquote, who divorced her rather suddenly. I was suddenly divorced without a word of warning. That made me so angry, angry she's quoted as saying. <laughs> <laughs> the woman, a piano teacher, is in jail. This is from, I guess, the article. Uh is in jail in Sapporo, waiting to learn if she faces charges of illegally accessing a computer manipulating data. She was arrested on Wednesday and taken 620 miles from her home Holy in shit. southern Miyazaki to Sapporo, where her... Damn, 620 miles, long-ass way. Uh, where her quote-unquote husband, a 33-year-old <laughs> office worker, lives. If charged with the offenses and convicted, she faces up to five years in prison and a fine of up to $5,000. In the uh, a Sapporo police official, according to the Associated Press news agency, said the woman had used the man's ID and password logged into the game last May to carry out the virtual murder. Okay. So she deleted him. Yeah. But she didn't... She didn't murder him, technically. No, uh, I mean, that's why, just, they, that's why they call it, quote, murder, probably. I know, it's just funny. Like, I, I think it would have been funnier if she actually maliciously went in there, did some kind of Matrix hacking, and then, like, had her character go up to his and stab him in the back with, like, a virtual knife and, like, have the guy go, Aah! and then delete uh, the character. I, I think it would have been funnier if, um, I mean, this is just for hoo-hoos and ha-has. 
if she just <laughs> logged into his character and took him to like some high level place that had him killed by monsters and left him dead so that when he signed in he's like you are dead <laughs> and then every time you try and come back you get hit by another strong monster and you're dead again see that's what we call yeah. griefing grief <laughs> we need the grief uh yeah but you're hoo hoo ha ha you've been watching family guy and will smith haven't you no i haven't been watching anything that's you, how bad it is. Did you I mean, I've been watching a lot of shit at work. Right. Did you ever see the episode where, uh, and of course this is a tangent, so anybody who doesn't like Family Guy, fuck you! Fast <laughs> forward 30 seconds. You ever see the episode where someone was just like, this is worse than, than Will Smith's clean cut raps? And then they cut to a they cut to a, a booth shot of him like rapping and saying like, yo, I, I respect women. I asked him before I kiss him on the first date. Woo-hoo, ha-ha, hee-hee, like that. Like he was... <laughs> I, I, would, I, I think I might have, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Because when you when you went, this is for hoo hoos and ha has That's exactly what I thought about Will Smith going hoo hoo ha ha like that. Because <laughs> that's all he does now on his songs. That's pretty um, funny. And he, he had like the nineties uh, high, uh, high top fade. Um, yeah, I think I might have seen that. Might have. <laughs> but um, yeah. So she actually got. I'm wondering that she actually – so they didn't say that they put her in jail the last article, right? They just said they arrested her. Right. Oh, man. Um, more legal eagles. Uh, this is, again, from you. Thank you for finding this. John Bruce Thomas – I'm sorry, Thompson – is now officially disbarred. Um, yep. Oh, my God. So this is public record. They they actually are allowed to show his address, uh, mm-hmm. his email – uh, and his like, his like bar day and all this stuff. Uh, and his, yeah, it says I didn't even notice that until you said that. They have it like right on this article. Wow! So every oh my god, I, I I'm wondering if if Kotaku had the decency to block out his email address or if like this is his his real email address. This probably is his. Let it's, me see. Um, well, who knows? If anybody wants uh, to send him hate mail, and I, you know, I'm not endorsing it, but I'm also not forbidding it because I have no power in this world. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Here's, here, here's a, a kind of like a kind of like a call out. Okay. But, um, Game Politics has this, you know, from the website of the Florida Bar. And I'm guessing that it, it being that it's from the Florida Bar, you don't have to do this, but they blocked out his house number and his email address. Oh, okay. And his telephone number. But that's game politics. Right. But Kotaku... This is Kotaku, and they're snarky, and they think that they're higher class than everybody. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, it, quite technically, I could just go to the Florida Bar website and look up Jack Thomas. Uh, I mean, Thomas. Jack Thomas! Jack, Jack Thomas, Thomas, I'm gonna bring libel suit against Kotaku for displaying my address. So, um, yeah, that dude can't practice law in Florida no more. Let's see. Let, let's read what Apostrophe has to say about this. Uh, Miami attorney, sorry, former Miami attorney, John Bruce, quote, Jack. Tom, how do people determine whether the name is Jack or not? Um, Jack is a common nickname for John. That's so weird. I thought it was a name by itself. So wait, Jack Bauer is actually John Bauer. That does not sound as threatening. Right. It's either that or, um, Jackson, but I doubt 
that his name is Jackson Bauer. Even Jack- though that would be yeah. pretty cool. It rolls off the tongue pretty well. Yeah, at least Jackson Bauer is more badass sounding than John Bauer. Kiefer does yeah. not play wussy characters. John <laughs> Bauer is not valid. Don't ever call him that. Anyway, <laughs> was officially disbarred over the weekend. Florida Judge David Tunis, played by Alf- Alfred the, the yes. Hare Gatling, <laughs> recommended permanent disbarment for the attention-seeking lawyer on September 25th. A change reflected on the Florida Bar's official website, which notes that he is, quote, not eligible to practice in Florida, end quote. The decision ends Thompson's illustrious 31-year career as a Florida attorney. We haven't checked the trash folder of our Kotaku email account to see what the future holds for Jack, but we wish him the best of luck in his future New Zealand. I put that part in. So, yeah, apparently, I guess that um, that Jack Thompson um, Firefox countdown extension is officially useless now. And, oh, yeah. And I didn't even have a chance to install it, so, oh, well. <laughs> More industry news. Uh... A developer says that the used games market is defrauding the industry. Huh. This is by Chris Pereira, who friended me on Blipper, uh, also a oneup.com news reporter. Says, founder of Lost Winds developer also thinks used games are killing single-player games. Buying used games from a consumer's point of view is generally a positive experience. You get a game you want for cheaper than the standard retail price. What's not to like? And while people frequently complain, and rightfully so, about the amount you get back when trading games into the store like GameStop, it's the developers and publishers who are truly being ripped off. We've heard complaints about the used game market from people in the industry before, but the founder of Lost Winds developer, which, by the way, is like 250 blocks, Frontier Developments, David Rayburn, has sounded off with some extremely harsh criticisms on the practice of buying and selling used games. In the wake of UK-based UK-based entertainment retailer Humva announcing it would begin accepting trade-ins, Brayburn claimed that used games are, quote, really damaging to the single-player experience, end quote. He, quoted, he pointed out that single-player games are frequently traded back in at stores once players have completed them. He also spoke with Eurogamer recently. Well, I do that when the game sucks. But he also spoke with Eurogamer <laughs> recently where he made similar statements, although his comments were far more volatile. He even went so far as to claim, quote, the shops are not giving us a way of distinguishing between pre-owned and new, so the shops are essentially defrauding the industry, end quote. Kind of like when EB Games was selling used PC games, but we won't go there. Unlike most mm-hmm. people who complain and leave it at that, Brebrun did offer some possible solutions, such as a rental system similar to what the film industry has. They bought out. They brought out rental copies and copies not for resale or rental. That distinction is really important in the video market and all of the chains honor it because they know it's more than their life's worth not to. My argument is that for every game, there are two versions. One's personal, not for resale, and it's made abundantly clear that you cannot sell it. And it's made available for something like uh, 25 pounds sterling. And at retail... and at Sorry, and a resale and rental copy, which the film is actually about $80 rental. He also endorsed the idea of rewarding gamers who own original copies of the game so as to encourage people to buy new copies from stores. Burnout Paradise selling downloadable content. No, Burnout Paradise having downloadable content for free is an example. Yeah, but that doesn't really encourage people to own original you know, like the new copy, I could get my burnout used. Oh, although no, now no, no. it's cheap. What I'm saying is that, like, when you buy the game, oh, you don't oh, sell yeah. it back. That's the you know, it 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 doesn't solve the whole problem, but some of it. Um, let's see. 
uh, blah, blah, blah. It's not a bad idea. Stardock currently does something along those lines without including any DRM in their games while releasing free patches and updates to Sins of a Solar Empire, provided that you own a legitimate copy of the game. Without some sort of change happening, thinks the industry will be forced to go completely online, thereby killing off single-player games. That assessment seems pretty far-fetched, but given that game development isn't getting any cheaper, you can't blame developers and publishers for expressing their disappointment with not being properly compensated. This begs the question, how does Blockbuster Video handle used movies that they that they sell? Um, They probably rent it out to the point that it's not rentable anymore. Like They probably have like a gauge as to whether it's viable for rent. And then they'll just sell it off. But do they? Do they start? Does the contract between them and the distributors say something like, "When the movie is not profitable, you can you can sell it now"? Because those are the ones that ostensibly say not for resale on them. Really? That's what I haven't seen. Oh that. wait, no, um, no, no, no. Not I'm on sorry. DVDs anymore. Those are I'm, tapes. Tapes they used to do that. No, I'm completely wrong. He was saying that the not for resale ones are the ones that consumers buy and own, and that the for resale ones are the ones that Blockbuster buys. I'm an idiot. I'm a tool. I'll shut up now. You can talk because you're smarter than me, and I'm getting dizzy again. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that that I is see definitely the what colors. he said. Um, but that doesn't really mean anything. Like his argument is valid, but soul. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I see. No, but they used to do that. They used to sell games, and they used to say not for rent or resale or for sale outside of this country. Remember those games? I don't see the thing is I don't I know you knew them and, and you're the one who brought it to my attention. Um, yeah, they don't have that on these games anymore. Yeah. They had them on like Super Nintendo games. They probably had them on PlayStation games. I know they had them on Nintendo games and things like that. As a matter of fact, I got a Nintendo game right here. Let's see if it's on the cart. Uh, well, see, that's because like Blockbuster would rent those shits out, and it's not you know. No, it's let me not see. on the cart. Let me let me pull out my. SNES cartridge of what random game is this? Super R type. You um, might it might be on the box. That's the only problem. Oh uh, yeah. The only thing on the back of this is the safety and electronical maintenance. Not not electronic, but do not turn on the power. Shit like do not turn on the power switch on and off rapidly. Do not touch the edge connector with your fingers. And then somebody wrote in marker twenty two, because Excellent. I bought this off of eBay. Yeah. Um. It, it's on. Usually it's on um, the box. Let me just check this PC game here. Oh my god, I have a copy of NCAA Basketball for Super Nintendo. For what? For Super Nintendo. This must also be an eBay acquisition. Which game? NCAA Basketball, the one that went all crazy 3D. Oh, that first generation Super Nintendo game? Yeah, on this NES cart, it only has caution. It doesn't have any uh, resale. So you're right, it must be on the box. And that's why they take the box away when they rent you the games. Uh-huh. My copy of um, Vector Man 2 uh, also does not have that. But it does have, it do, on, the, on the label, it does have 1-900-200 Sega, Sega Game Secrets. That doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have it on uh, Command & Conquer 3. Oh, then again, there's a new game. This does have on the cartridge label says copying and or transmission strictly prohibited. Transmission that probably just means emulation. Probably. Or and then Gun- and then Gunstar it- Heroes still has the bad box art. <laughs> um. Do 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 do. Oh, maybe because of the Eula. <laughs> you, 
the now that they have EULAs, they don't oh, have it printed on here. Yeah, you Because I'm looking at Diablo 2, and it says the use of software product is subject to terms of the enclosed and use license yeah. agreement. You agree not to do this shit. You agree not to resell it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Let's check the DS. Because the DS... I think I did check the DS before. Um, oh, see? They they modified this. This says, for sale, rental, and use only in USA, Canada, Mexico, and Latin America. This is... They recognize the fact that you can rent games in in America now. All right. So I'd have to pull out like a real old game. It's a box. And it was like not for resale or rent. And I was like, okay, well, I can just go to my store and rent it anyway. Right. So who cares? Here's the thing, though. It's I agree that like this, like GameStop is okay. Uh, I will sell back, whether it be GameStop or on eBay or whatever, a game that I deem as a consumer not worthy of keeping because it didn't satisfy me. Mm-hmm. Just like any other product, if I don't like the product, I will try to pawn it off to someone else because I didn't get my money's worth. Whether that's right or not, I don't know. I don't care. But, well, I think as a part of this capitalist society, you're probably entitled to do that yeah. uh, under some kind of, like, limit. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I was going to take it further to say that if, if I have something that of value that increases in value and eventually I want to recoup on that value, I should have the right to. Mm-hmm. And that's the one reason why – not the one reason, I'm sorry. that, But that's, a, that's half of the reason why – like I'm, I'm still, you know, all for having a boxed product when buying a console game, not a PC game anymore, because they've made that really difficult. Yeah, you know, like with with the with the um, with the license keys and the DRM and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna buy boxed PC games anymore. Like I've I've made that decision now. If I can avoid it, um, yeah, um, me unless too. I get it for a really good discount. But it's just like. I don't want to have to deal with the DRM and all that stuff, so I'll buy the digital version. And usually, when I, I'm usually I'm much more discerning with my PC games because I know that I will ha- I know that I play my PC less, and whenever I play my PC, I want to play a good game. So I'm less apt to buy a game that might end up being shitty on my PC. So I don't have to worry about selling it back. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if I have something of value, like if I, it, like my copy of Tetris DS right now is probably going like. In the future, it's probably going to be worth like fifty, sixty dollars, because yeah. appa- apparently it's rare. Hmm. Oh yeah, it is rare. I want to give it back at the GameStop, and they're like, "Yo, you're going to get twenty dollars back for this." I'm like, "What?" And it's like, "Yeah, it's really rare." I'm like, "Really?" And they're like, "You better keep this and sell it on." E-. They, they, the guys that were cool, they were just like, "You know, what? we don't want to take this from you if if you don't if you think you can make it on eBay." So, if if you don't think you could sell it, go ahead, give it to us. But we recommend that you go back to eBay and try to sell it there because it's rare. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so it's sitting on my desk. It's going to sit there for another ten years. But, um, yeah, I, on the other hand, I agree with him in that I don't want to be responsible for, like, the industry, like, collapsing on itself because GameStop wants to sell you shit, you know? Mm. Like, it, it's, it's, it sucks because they capitalize so much on it. It, it, and for some reason, for some reason, buying games at $5 off is, is, is sufficient. Like, I think that if you were selling a used copy... Mm-hmm. Like if 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 you know if I were to walk in and buy a used copy, I would want it to be more than just five bucks off. I'd want it to actually be a percentage. You know, that's why five bucks off for a used DS game is more palpable to me. You know, um, because like five bucks off of thirty dollars is much more of a chunk than five bucks off of sixty dollars. Yeah, 
So it's like that. Somehow my two the the two human use copy I got was like forty bucks or something. I don't know how, but that's mm. I don't I don't know. That's it's surprising. Just, yeah. And, and like they suckered me in with that goddamn edge card. It's like you get an extra ten percent off if you buy with the card, and, and, and it's used. And so I'm like, oh, 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 okay, you know, <laughs> I gotta stop that. I gotta, you know, I gotta give up my game inform description. I gotta throw that card in the trash, and you know, be like, you know, digital bitch. But um, yeah, uh, I, I spent too long rambling on this because I'm getting dizzy again. I'm sorry. Oh. Please speak if you have any more, or we can move on to the EA section of the news. Let us move on to the EA section so of got, the news. So we got a whole bunch of EA stuff. Um, if you remember from a couple of years ago, Al and I were were, were anti-EA. We didn't like them. Um, I still hold the NFL grudge. But um, recent years, they've been gaining a lot of my respect back with good products. I would say that part of that has to do with the, the takeover by John Riccatello as CEO. I mean, he's... As much as they continue to push shitty sequel after shitty sequel, they're doing stuff like Mirror's Edge and... The, you know, they chant, obviously, like, good stuff is coming out from Will Wright. You know, they, they have him. He's always there. Um, Burnout mm-hmm. is awesome. Even though they whore that game out, it's still awesome every time they whore it out. So that's that's acceptable. You know, they tried to do stuff on Wii, like SS Explorer, and innovate with Madden before they started putting out stupid shit like My Sims and um, EA, EA Playground, which is shitty. But uh, I digress. Um, Dead Space is another one that came out. And so... This article from ArtsTechnica.com says, EA wants more games like Dead Space and fewer licensed titles. And that's a respectable quasi-risk that EA is taking, considering that they have always been on the forefront of bullshit, like licensed titles, and that's what their investors like, because kids eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get to in a second about the investors and the cash and the money money. But it says here by Frank Hammer, both Dead Space and Mary's Edge are unique games for electronic arts, an empire largely built on sequels and franchises. EA's recent diversions from further exhausting its well-worn staples have been surprisingly refreshing as the company attempts to win back the hearts of gamers. And it appears that the strategy is working as EA general manager Glenn Schofield has said these new unique titles are the, quote, model going forward. Uh, do you want to read the rest? Because I forgot the reason why we moved on is because I'm getting dizzy and I'm really dizzy now. So start from speaking to Variety. Ooh, you speak too fast, my friend. Um, speaking to Variety, Schofield said that more than 50% of EA's future development will be on unique original games. Yes! Having worked on Dead Space, Schofield explained that EA as a company is focusing more on delivering properties that could become movies and comics rather than the other way around. Excuse me. Belch! <clears throat> People used to think of things like that as a distraction. But I think our game is stronger because of the influence of the comics and the animated movie, said Schofield. Everyone internally is looking at Dead Space as the model now because there's so much content that we've generated. Now, EA Games President. Wait, huh? let, me, let me interrupt for a second and say that I think what he's talking about, for anyone who doesn't know, I think Dead Space is the game. But then they have this whole bunch of like alternate media that they're pushing. So they started with the game and then they turned it into like a comic book or something. So instead of that's exactly what they're saying instead of the other way around. So, yeah. yes, they're still licensing shit, but it's their stuff that they're pushing. Yeah, they're, they're not, not just, like, yeah. di- getting fucking Kung Fu Panda. And shoehorning that in. Right. Which, according to GameSpot, is better than Too Human. <laughs> Apparently, that's, like, the game they get this year for the kids. Yeah. But move I'm on. Like, sorry. Start with the yeah. game. I'm sorry. Um, EA Games president Frank Gabo seconded <laughs> Showfield's remarks, noting that licensed games are getting more expensive. 
we found a few years ago that we had a set of problems where EA's reputation became one of just doing sports games, Madden, <laughs> sequels, Madden, and licenses, Madden, uh, Madden, <laughs> and the market was reacting to newer properties like Grand Theft Auto and Halo, Madden. All right, anyway, um, at the same time, Marvel Nemesis. Movie... <laughs> oh God. At the same time, movie and sports licenses started jacking up their rates, and it was becoming less profitable to chase licenses, like Madden. <laughs> well, it's that's like their cash cow, so I'm not going to say yeah. that. And NBA Live, which continues to suck. Yeah. EA has been doing quite well for itself when it comes to betting on fresh and exciting titles. Let's see what this link goes to. <laughs> Analysts fail to see big picture as EA focuses on new IP, which I guess is Dead Space. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that are slowly changing the public perception of the gaming model. Yeah. Both Dead Space and Mirror's Edge have the potential to spawn franchises unto themselves. I mean, come on. Just come up with something new, and if it's good, it will spawn a franchise unto right. itself. Right. Now the company just needs to get its treatment of DRM in check. Aha! and win back the favors of PC gaming community, and it'll have little trouble taking its unwavering empire to the next level. And actually a good level, a respectable yeah. level, a level that I might support. That you already support because you have Command & Conquer 3. Yeah, but I bought that, like, cheap. And burn it. sale, like, the day it came still out. still got it. You remember two years before that, we wouldn't have gotten it at all. No, no, no. I, I, I can't, or, well... Or okay, I can't really say we that wouldn't have like... gotten games at all from the publisher until they came out with something that we liked. Like, yeah, that's true. And I was a fool to get Command Conquer Generals because, like, my uncle just really got me to get that. Oh, and I don't no play good? it because it, it it's good, but it's just they they wanted to sell their Generals brand of games that wasn't selling, and. They decided to do that by slapping the Command and Conquer name on it, but it had absolutely nothing right. to do with the Command and Conquer universe. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I personally like my my whole feud with them was just based on like it, it was originally just a, a, a gut reaction to the NFL thing, which which is really the NFL and not EA. You know, the NFL mm -hmm. said, "Let's do this," and he was like, "Okay, sure, why not?" Yeah. Um, so it was more in the NFL. It's not EA. But like, right. just looking at all the stuff they've done for me personally, looking at how they handled NBA Live, because the, 2000 was great, 2001 was abysmal, 2002 was sh complete shit, and so the way they handled that and the way that they treated the PC versions with glitches and bugs in it, I was just like, you know what, fuck EA. You know, they they their, their games are marginally good for me to play. NBA Street was like the la must have been the last game that I bought NBA Street Volume Two, and then after that mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what, forget it. I no. You know, I can't, I can't support this company anymore because all the games are coming out on shit. They're sequels. They they don't treat my personal, um, my personal stakehold. My, my ugh, I can't even talk today. My personal interest in the in the publisher was was freaking live, and they weren't treating that right, and it was terrible. So I'm like, forget it. I'm not going to support this company anymore. Then they came out with Command and Conquer three, and then they were like, you know what? We're not going to treat the Wii like a redheaded stepchild. We're actually going to try to do shit with it. SSX Blur, and then after that, they did treat it like a redheaded stepchild. Um, but then they like like again, Riccatello came in. He he got these games to come on. They supported Rock Band, although you know they they probably thought it was a cash cow, but still they supported it. You know, in conjunction with MTV, um, and it's like you know what they're doing good again. So yes, I will start buying their games, and yes, I will buy Dead Space at some point in the next ten years because I got too many games to finish. You know, and no, I don't cringe whenever I see the EA logo anymore on a game. Yeah, me either. Because you know they're doing good stuff and. 
in Dead Space, Dead Space wasn't one of the one of the development ha- made by a development house that they just like swooped in and bought and and you know gobbled up like Westwood. They it, it was their own internal <laughs> studio, I think. I'm trying to. Yeah, think. You mean yeah. like I, I don't know what studio did it. I'm gonna look it up. So, okay. Um, it's probably like something. Ew, Sarah Palin. It was probably like a like a black box thing or something like that. Um, EA Black Box. Does that still exist, or is it renamed to EA? Can- I don't know. They they have so weird internal studios. But yes, okay. So Dead Space was developed. Ooh, there's a PC version of Dead Space. Fuck the 360 and PS3 versions. I'm getting that one. Um, Dead Space. Yeah, it just says Electronic Arts um, internal studio. They don't say like who, what development team did it. Uh, Dead Space developed. By EA Internal Studio. Thank you, Google. Um, <laughs> Stars' internal studio film Roman will be producing Dead Space dot dot dot. And I can imagine that that's a movie. Shit. Oh well. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I don't see exactly which. Um, Internal studio, but whatever. I knew it was internal studio. Let's, I'll get off of that horse. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. Like they, they, they're just getting to the point where they, like Ricatello recognizes that people were, I think, disgruntled with them, and so they've been able to keep their cash cows while like pleasing people, you know. And then like their whole shit about Battlefield Heroes, the free game online, they're giving it away for free and they're ad supporting it, you know that that. You oh know, really. For, for like a money hungry economy, that that's kind of a ballsy move to to make Battlefield free. Um, I think Battlefield is free. You you spend money on like accessorizing, like you know buying new clothes and shit. Um, and then I think they're gonna let you buy weapons, but it's not to a point where they'll like make you more powerful if you spend the money. Okay, so it's kind of like Maple Story. Kind of, yeah. And then like it's ad supported, so that you know there you go. And again, I've always said that as much as I hate ads, if I can have my games for free with ads in them, I'll go for it, you know? Um, but yeah, so, yay. Yay, except for the fact that you just had to lay off 600 people. That's a lot of motherfuckers. That's a lot of motherfuckers. Al found this article. Why don't you read this while I while I recover some oxygen? Uh, EA lays off 600. Dun, 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 dun. Article from Brian Crescente, Kotaku. Word hit today, which was Thursday, through the grapevine that massive, quote-unquote, layoffs had hit at Electronic Arts. We initially heard as much as 20% of the staff had been let go. Where a quick check with EA confirms that it was actually 6%, or about 600 positions. Which is still EA is continuing to make progress against our business plan, but we have the constant imperative to keep our cost in line as we grow our revenues and improve our margins, EA spokesperson Miriam Sukair told him. Oh my Decisions god, that... I just checked what? EA stock and it is, oh my god, it's half of what I bought it at. Holy shit, keep talking, sorry. Oh my god. E- oh my fucking god. Decisions that impact people's jobs are always extremely tough, but all of the people affected will be treated fairly and respectfully. We have begun a cost-reduction initiative, which will include eliminating approximately 6% of our existing workforce, or approximately 600 positions. We will also reduce hiring and close some open positions that we had previously planned to fill this fiscal year. 
All parts of EA have reviewed their team sizes to adjust employee numbers. The goal is to ensure we're resourced in a way that allows us to con continue to grow our revenues while at the same time keeping our costs under control and improving profitability. These changes will be announced to affected staff starting October 30th. These are challenging economic times around the world and it's possible for any business leaders, it's impossible for any business leaders to predict the future. However, EA has made good progress in improving product quality, building a holiday lineup of titles that is extremely strong, filling our IP, our new IP pipeline, expanding our direct-to-consumer and online businesses. As well, our talent remains the best in the industry. No, notice all the freaking uh, uh, business speak and, 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 and money-grubbing speak. They're still EA. <laughs> They're yep. still EA. It doesn't matter. Though, they, that, that's, that's the name of the These game. These latest layoffs come during a streak of downsizing that appears to be hitting game companies across the board. Also hits at a time where EA seems to be making a turnaround in development practices, shifting perhaps to more external studios and new strategies. And as a result, or well not as a result, but at the same time of them uh, dropping all those people, they lose $310 million and see weakness at retail in October. In an article by Michael McWhorter, Apostrophe! Electronic Arts announced its quarter two results today, posting a $310 million net loss for the quarter, Fuck. despite seeing an increase in revenue totaling $894 million. Fuck! That's a pretty big difference from last year when, during the same time frame, EA lost just $195 million on income of $640 million. Fucking A! It takes money to lose money, it seems. EA CEO John Richtello said during the company's earnings call that we are starting to see weakness at retail in October. Indicators that retailers and consumers are being more cautious. EA's observations may lead those to brand the video game industry as recession-proof to slightly alter their opinions. It has already led EA to start cutting costs, as we have already mentioned. That slowness is a red flag for the mega publisher, which says it's proactively making cost adjustments now. One of those adjustments is the axing of those guys that we just talked about. Rich Tello and crew will also cut costs by eliminating what the CEO referred to as marginal skews and managing headcount aggressively going forward. While we're very bullish long-term, we're very cautious in the short term, Rich Tello said, saying that the company was investing more than ever in digital distribution and its EA Partners program. We experienced a few slips and kills. Rich Tello noted during a call referring to publicly disclosed cancellations like EA LA's Tiberium, and delays of Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince, and Pandemic Saboteur, and Lord of the Rings Conquest as having an impact on revenue. A drop in back catalog titles was also blamed for weaker performance. It wasn't all bad news for EA. Sales of Madden NFL 09 topped 4.5 million copies during a quarter, with Spore hitting nearly 2 million copies sold in just 3 weeks, as did Mercenaries 2 World in Flames, of which I have a copy. Warhammer Online, Age of Reckoning, also moved 1.2 million copies, which EA published? Oh. And it put them back in the MMO game. Quote, unquote. It, 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 back in the... What did? What were they back in the MMO game? What Do you know what they did before? Uh, I think they did Ultima or something. Oh. Okay, just... I can't think. Just to give you some inclination, um, I, I pulled this chart from EA... Oh, my God. EA... Um, at the at, at, at a free real time dot com offers free quotes. Okay, 
And as recently as, um, and of again, this is you know we have a shitty economy. People had their stocks, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna sell because even Nintendo's down by a lot, but they're still mm-hmm. they're still doing well. Okay, uh, they were at fifty levels. Okay, and then they were they were at between fifty and sixty for from December till August, and then. Starting September, they started a month-long decline to where from 50 to now at 22. Oh, my God. Guess who owns a little bit of EA? Hi, right here. You do. I'm fucked. I'm screwed. You know, what I, you know what I got it at? 58. Damn. You know when I got it? That's... Four years ago. Oh, my God. You know when I should have sold it? Like at the beginning of this year. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. When it was like 60. At least I make $4 profit. Oh God! Oh dear God! Oh. Hold on to it. Yeah, Hold I know. On. Don't let it, go. Here's the thing: is that EA is going nowhere. I, I, I don't think. But it, everybody's Midway. Okay, had to, well, the Midway is in the shitter much more so than EA. So it's, maybe it's not a good comparison. But EA Midway had to cut a lot of its licenses because they weren't generating enough cash. And it, uh, but companies have to manage this stuff. Right now, Activision is at the top of the roost. You know, they they have supplanted mm-hmm. EA as the kings right now. So. Obviously, time, yeah. yeah. Obviously, they might be the ones that you might want to go for, but EA, I still think, is not going anywhere. They have their hooks in a lot of things. They don't have Blizzard. That's all right. They're still helping out with Rock Band. Um, fuck, but Activision has Guitar Hero. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, Madden is always going to be there. Um, I I don't know how much longer they have that license exclusivity, but it's always going to be there. Um. I don't see it collapsing. I don't see it going away. And when the market comes back, they're going to be right there. So anybody who is a, a, a numbers junkie, I think you probably don't have to worry about it. In fact, I would say, I would probably say, hell, it's really low. Jump in now. <laughs> yeah. Don't spend your, uh, don't spend your dollars on AKLM. AKLM. <laughs> that if it existed. Actually, you know what? Let me see what. Or it, is it the new company? Let's see, AKLM. AKLM simple not found. Yep. Let's try take two. Uh, take two. I remember when are we getting delisted? Take two is at eleven point eight six. And Nintendo, which I bought at like sixteen, is still at thirty nine. So it's but here's the thing: it, it's gone down to thirty nine from uh like seventy eight in December. <laughs> mm. And that's just the market. I I I think it's hitting the Japanese market pretty hard too. I don't know. I I it's just. I again like it's funny because some people are saying like oh in this tough economic times, in these tough tough economic times people turn to games and so gaming's safe. I'm like uh nah uh, like I mean just because games don't cost twenty thousand dollars don't mean that people are gonna just buy them instead of. Yeah, and it's not only cars. that, but like consumers buying games is not the same as investors investing in the companies. You know, exactly. Like investors investing in EA, for example, they got in at like whatever number, and they like they're sitting at like a fifty to sixty dollar price tag for each share, and then they they see the economy going down. They're like, you know what? Everything's going to go down. I'm going to sell. I'm going to panic. You know, first of all, I'm going to panic. Then I'm going to sell to keep my profit, and then I'm going to watch EA go down the tubes because everybody else is selling as well. Mm-hmm. You know, even if people are buying the game, so like, I don't know. People. Eh. I'm not a financial analyst, and I don't aspire to be, but, I mean, yeah. all this shit is emotional. So if, like, people were to just stop panicking, 
like we'd see a hit, but not everything would just go down the tubes. It's like, hold on, you know, this isn't a hurricane or a tornado that like no matter how hard you hold on, thing things are going to go to shit. If you have a good company in your portfolio and it's it's like an incumbent like you should probably hold on and, and like this is and this is relying that everybody will hold on yeah but like if everybody were to hold on like it would see a dip but not as much as half half Eddie yep i want half, half. my shit any any financial people out there who know more than me which will probably be like 99% of the world out there feel free to call me an ass because i don't know anything but mm. um and maybe this is why gamers might uh, might be buying more than they can play because of, the, of this non-depression, because it's not a depression yet. Um, but because of this economic downturn, they have more games to pl- more time to play more games, but then their eyes get bigger than their stomachs, kind of like when you're at a buffet, and they end up buying too much more than they can play, study suggests. Nice segue into the headline by Ernest Cavalli at Game Life. <laughs> um, 11% of all gamer homes contain games that were purchased relatively long ago but never removed from their shrink-wrapped prison, reveals a recent study conducted by the analyst, the MPD group. Um, oh, my God. Jack 2, which I bought out of pity for a store that was going out of business. I have no intention of ever playing it because I hate the Jack series, and I'm probably going to sell that back. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3, Subsistence 3 is still in the shrink wrap. I'm sure that uh, Skies of Arcadia Legends is still in the shrink wrap, but I don't know because I can't reach it right now. Um, yeah, that'd be me. The study polled 562 gamers, that's it, all of whom had purchased a game from a retail location within the last six months. Of the 562, the average gaming collection was found to be 48 titles, which I'm sure you and I have tripled at this point in our lifetimes. Along mm, with its fi- I think I have 48 GameCube games. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, along with its finding on gamers' tendency to buy more than they can play the study, which was focused specifically on gaming packaging... Also revealed that 88% of gamers store their games in their original packaging, 8% in plastic sleeves while retaining the original cases, and 5% just ditch the original packaging all... <gasps> wow. Wow. Sinful. How dare you. D- ditch the original packaging all... That's why we get those stupid GameStop sleeves. Stop that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Fucking people. Anyway. These findings <laughs> are way more intriguing to me than any study on the topic has a right to be. I personally own almost 20 games that are still unopened, but I always assumed it was the virtue of having a career in which publishers mail me games on a new daily basis. <laughs> I also happen to be one of those people who stores games in their original cases anytime I purchase a used game at a retailer. I demand the original packaging, and I'm no fan of those who mangle the original packaging, must let's throw it all away. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, right now, I can see that... Um, uh, magical star you know, sign. Only thing, oh, I was gonna say the only thing that I can really, uh, kind of not sympathize, but like be on the same page with in terms of throwing away packaging, is for like PC games. Yeah, Although I still have a lot of PC games still in the original packaging. God knows why, because you know those huge ass boxes. I used to have them on top of my computer desk, like uh, Final Fantasy XI and the expansion, the first expansion. Well, actually, it's the second one. Uh, I had Command & Conquer Theater of War. I still have these boxes. Uh, the World of Warcraft and Burning Crusade. Um, I think I have Warcraft 3 still. Yeah, I got Warcraft 3 with the Night Elf box. Um, but a lot of times I keep the boxes if they're like, special or if they were like three different versions i think i still have my starcraft box <laughs> i might here here's because they had the protoss on the front 
Here's the thing that bugs me about the packaging, though, and I used to throw away, up until the, the, the disc era, I threw away all my packaging. And the reason for that was because these boxes are oversized and useless. They don't serve to protect the game because the games all come with sleeves yep. or plastic wrapping. Or, yeah. So it's like I can't afford to keep all these goddamn boxes around. Now with these jewel cases, they're optimized for you know for a balance between cover art, protection, and space. So I have no problem keeping the jewel cases, and that's why I'm still tempted to throw away all of my PC game boxes because like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it out right now. Okay, I'm going to pull out Gears of War right now. Okay, Gears of War is a Games for Windows game. It has a, a cardboard covering over the pop-open box, which you just heard me pop open. Yeah, it's kind of like my um, Age of Conan. Yeah, and the box itself already has the cover art on it. What's worse is that the box is one of those... Um, those boxes more suited to storing a VHS tape than a DVD. It's DVD-sized from length and, length and width, length and height, but the width is like about an inch thick. Why? Why is it an inch <laughs> thick? It has one disc. Yeah. It has one disc. And one... Even the, uh, I have the orange box. It's like, what, three or four discs? Yeah, and the instruction but booklet is thin enough. Yeah, and the instruction booklet would be thin enough to fit inside a DVD case. Why? Mm. Why does it? Why is it so big? And yet, the idiot in me is going to keep this cardboard sleeve instead of crushing it right now. And I just put it back on and I put it on my shelf. I put it in my drawer. <laughs> well, the other thing though is that the cardboard sleeve is relatively small, and it's the size of the box, so it's not like it's yeah. even more. You know? Yep. So it's not like the old PC boxes. PC games just need to start moving to the DVD case, dual case standard. I don't understand why they. And then those oblong boxes, like um, like the Revenant box for my Revenant mm-hmm. game, or like oh, the, those the, the trapezoidal, yeah, those trapezoidal Eidos boxes. What the hell? <sighs> They're trying to be unique. Like, oh, they'll buy our games because our boxes look like fucking Shit. dicks. <laughs> look like <laughs> your dick looks like a trapezoid. That's that's uh, okay. I don't know. Have just, fun with that I, one. I wanted to just use a, a obtuse word. <laughs> Tunnel full of dicks. <laughs> But, um, okay, ma- my Magical Star sign, which I got for five bucks from Amazon, by the way, is still in its shrink wrap for DS. Um, I believe I opened up all... No, no, sorry. Kingdoms of... Kingdom of... Ugh, I-, I can't read this because I-, I have bad eyesight, but... Um, Kingdom of Paradise is still in its shrink wrap. Um, I think I did unwrap all my other PSP games, though. Um, I know that um, uh, Yakuza 2 is still technically in its wrap, um, and a bunch of GameCube. But see, the thing is, I unwrap most of my game, stick them in for five minutes, and then take them out. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Um, so, I, yeah. And if, if, if they want to study the ratio of games owned to games beaten... They just need to look at us. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll like ask us uh, the most important questions, like, "Well, you know, how many hours do you devote to games?" And then you say four. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, that's enough questions." Right, and it's like today. it's like, but it's not just four; it's four straight. So we're in that kind yeah. of like straddling line between we don't have time to play games, but we make time to play games. We don't play as much. Actually, as no. We... You know, right now, I don't believe I've ever had in this past month. I have not had four hours straight to play a game. Oh, shit. 
I, I've only had my lunch break if I choose to take it. Right. And if I choose not to sleep during that lunch break. And because, you know, I, I don't eat because it's at like four or five o'clock in the morning. I've already eaten. Mm-hmm. So I'm either going to sleep or I'm going to play Final Fantasy four. Right. And then I come home and I'm usually doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I go to sleep and I wake up and I go back to work. And then there are times, you know, like this weekend, last weekend, where I'm just working the whole weekend. And then there are things that I am doing. And when I do those things, I can't play games like this podcast and practicing my band and things like that. I, I think, I think though that the key thing here is that our free time is spent on this instead of something else. Whereas some people's free time would be spent half an hour on Wii Sports, half an hour smoking hookah. Half an hour, like <laughs> half an hour, going to like a a country club or something. You know what I mean? Whereas we're just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fuck it. Free time. I'm gonna play games. Sick of studying. Yeah. I'm gonna play games. Sick of working. Yeah. I'm gonna play games. Sick of band practice. Yeah. I'm going to play Golbez. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. 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 You, you can finish off this topic because I'm about to like keel over. I'm going to the next one. Okay. Okay. So Sega to publish We Shooter Conduit. Um, that's all the news. Like We don't have to read the article. That's what the news really is. Sega is publishing it. What have you been following, if anything, on this game? And if you haven't, then I'll just launch into something. Nothing, actually. I, I have no idea um, what the Conduit is. So if you know more about it than I do, which, of course, if you knew more than the name, you know more about it, drop it. Drop it. Drop it like it's hot. Drop drop it like it's hot. Okay, so the Conduit comes from High Voltage Software. Those are the guys who I believe, um, didn't they develop Revolt? Or was that a claim internally? Uh, that was, uh, I don't remember. Uh, I will look it up on Wikipedia once I finish playing this Pong game on, on the Wired blogs <laughs> logo. <laughs> I always get sucked into that. Okay, so Wikipedia, High Voltage Software. Um, so, developed games. High Voltage Software has developed um, White Men Can't Jump for the Jaguar. Excellent. Ruiner Pinball for the Jaguar. Star- oh, wonderful. Star Trek Starfleet Academy for Sega 32X. Oh, Vidgrid, priceless. Vidgrid for Jaguar and the Mac. NHL Open Ice for PC for uh, under publisher Midway. <coughs> These guys must not have um, had a, you know, they must have had a very humble beginning. Ooh, they did NBA Jam Tournament Edition, the port for Jaguar. Anything NBA Jam is fine by me. Fight for Life for Jaguar. NBA Hang Time to the PC. Tempest 2000. Okay, I'll, I'll do with Tempest 2000. That was hot. Tempest shit. 2000 is a pretty good that game. That was fun. Tempest X3 for the PlayStation. World League ba- Basketball for the PlayStation and the PC. I have no idea what that is. NCAA Final Four, Paperboy for the N64, Lego Racers for the PlayStation N64 PC, NBA. Ooh, they did NBA Inside. That's what they're known for. They're known for the Inside Drive Sports Series for for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, they did Quarterback Club for for Acclaim. Oh, uh, the the Super Nintendo ones or the N64 N64 ones? Dreamcast. Ah. Um, they also did the GameCube content port for Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which you and I both used to own, but I've sold back since because I've never played it again. Yeah, um, I still have it. They did, uh, oh, they did Hunter the Reckoning, which you own. Yep, I think I do. Yep, I do. They, uh, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of games now, just since, since we've already passed White Man Can't Jump. 
Um, oh God, white men can't ooh, jump. Ooh, they did Fifty Cent Bulletproof for Vivendi. Hey, they made a lot of money off of that. Yeah, but ooh. oh, see, I thought that, shit again. I thought that was the collective, but the collective did. Um, Mark Echo's getting up. Um, Call uh. of Duty content port to GameCube. Um, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Blitz Overtime, fam- the Family Guy video game, which t- Tony loves. Um, Harvey Birdman, <laughs> Attorney at Law. That's a good one. They did uh, Graw 2 for PSP, America's Army for 360, and Gyrostar for WiiWare. Huh. Okay, so I guess Gyrostar... I haven't gotten that yet. That did come out, didn't it? I, I, oh, oh, I it's a know. Tempest-esque shooter. Shit, oh. I, I want to download this now, just looking at the screenshot. But, <laughs> yeah, so it se- they seemingly came out of nowhere to kind of like... Because like, they've been doing like ports and like... Smaller titles, like good titles, some games. good titles, but you know, smaller ones. Um, and then they were all cent. over that Jaguar, like it was a yeah. hot piece of cake, yeah, but uh, yellow cake. But, um, <laughs> this game is a first person shooter for Wii, and everybody's gonna groan, Oh, it doesn't, it works. Shut up, <laughs> it does. I don't know why people don't know how to use the Wii remote anyway, but it works in the right hands. If it's red steel, it doesn't work, but. Anyway, so they decided to make a hardcore game for hardcore gamers, to use the marketing terms, and they decided to put it on a Wii, and they decided to make it a shooter. And so initially, you look at it and just like, why do I care? It's a shooter with aliens. It's the same thing as everything else. But I think for me, the reason why I care so much is that uh, it, the interface, first of all, I really do like the Wii Remote for shooters. It's not as precise as a mouse, but it's more fun than a mouse. Um, it gives that sensation of capping dudes in the face. Um, <laughs> and it really, they, they're really going full throttle on this. Like, they are trying to max out, this is another reason why I care about it, is that they are treating the hardware with respect. They're trying to max out as much as they can out of the machine and, and, and put forth some really nice techniques and, 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 you know, technologies, like all the bump mapping and all that shit that other people are just like, we're just going to make this carnival game that looks like shit. You know, or mm-hmm. you know, kind of like what what SSX blurred SSX Blur did. Like they, it looked nice, but it didn't look that much better. Um, it didn't reach the levels of something that Mario Galaxy did, for example. You know, and so C- Conduit looks to do that. And so everything that they're showing off at at press events are things that people are like, well, we already threw this. On, see, we already threw this on 360. We already see this mm-hmm. on 360 and PC. And I'm just like, that's not the point. The point is that they're putting the time and effort into making this a very good product for a system that is lacking in very good products um, and very good intense products, might I add. Um, and they're giving like all these customization options for the controls, just like Medal of Honor Heroes did. Um, and that's why I'm personally interested in this. Not because of the setting, not because it's unique or an original, but it's unique to the to the Wii, and it's like it's it's an interface that I want to deal with when I'm talking about shooting games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know much about its backstory. I it t- intentionally didn't pay attention to the how it plays out. Um, I don't know what the conduit is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's an item or if it's a plan or a something. I don't know. Um, area. But, yeah, but again, it, it takes place in Washington D.C. and it's like aliens. Nothing exciting. Mm-hmm. I would if, just like to mention that um, since uh, I loaded all the pages, you know, to refer to the news, the next topic on Game Life, of course, has a ping pong game at 252 points to 498. <laughs> Let me see what mine's at. Mine's only at 43 to 97. 
That's uh, so did weird. you have yours on for like an hour? <laughs> I, I did, but I wasn't on the page. I wasn't on the page either. That's weird. Oh, you know why? Because I clicked uh-huh. on it and it's rest- it restarted. Uh, so 500 since, to 252. Yeah. So since I've started reading about high voltage, the score has gone from 0 to 2 to 47 to 102. Mm. And that means that I've scored 47 points without playing. Which is really How? weird. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the computer plays without you playing. Yeah, I know. I, I just must have left the thing like in the middle. And then like it, it would... Yeah, I just scored again. Without doing anything. The computer's Excellent. dumb. Anyway. So that that's what that's what the whole hubbub about the conduit is about. It's it's less that it's actually a good looking, like a, an enticing game, and more that it's a game that doesn't look like it sucks and that looks like it's being given attention on Wii, you know. Mm-hmm. And part of it is the internet fervor that IGN Nintendo likes to cause for small projects, which rightfully so, you know. Um, if if they want like people to pay, it, it, that's how Zack and Wiki got all the press because people were like in the press were like, dude, this is a good game, pay attention to it. Um, but yeah, so they were publisherless for ever since they announced the game, they didn't have a publisher and they were publisherless for the the better part of like the last six or seven months. And so everybody Mm. was worried that this effort, time and effort wasn't going to pay off and they weren't going to release the game because they didn't have a publisher. But now that Sega is behind it. And the, they say that the reason why, and this is from IGN, the reason why they didn't have, they actually intentionally did not have a publisher until they had most of the game engine and principles down so the publishers couldn't fuck with it. Mm. Which is you know, oh, pretty yeah. cool to me. So that's that's piece one of the games part of our new section. Piece two is um, the Beatles game is going to be a Beatles game from Harmonix, which means it's not going to be a track pack. It's just going to be a Beatles game. You could think of it as rock band Beatles, except uh, a few key details about the game were revealed in their press conference. Uh, The game will not be branded with a rock band name. It is a brand new game that does take advantage of some aspects of the rock band platform, but is a musical and visual journey through the Beatles' entire career. Huh. Interesting. I wonder if this is basically, yeah, just rock band Beatles with, like, the Yellow Submarine movie playing in the background when you play Yellow Submarine. Maybe. Except it won't say rock band Beatles like it's our hero Aerosmith. Or, like, one of the unlockables is, like, a whole bunch of Target commercials that uses, hello, hello, instead of their actual playing it. So you're playing you're playing that song, and the Target ad comes on. Marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It will be released worldwide for the 2009 holiday season. That's this time next year, folks. Music producer, blah, 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 blah. this is an exclusive deal. So no Beatles song and Guitar Hero anytime soon. I wonder if, see, if it's exclusive, I wonder if that exclusivity extends to their own other products. So if they can't say, hey, by the way, can we use your tracks on, on Rock Band? Right, because, you know, all those Beatles fans would probably take advantage of that and... The money will start printing itself again. Printing, yeah. And and Brian Eckbert on Gamespot had a very interesting titled blog, which I haven't read yet. Um, I'm I'm gonna go look at it right now. But it's entitled "This Beatles Game: Who Is It For?" So let's see what mm-hmm. he says. He opens a paragraph. Um, 
that's the question that's been running through my brain ever since the news of the announcement. Several outlets were blah, 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 blah. The licensing of the Beatles music has had a long and winding road. Um, let's see. Apple Corp's long-standing dispute with Apple over the licensing of the music, blah, 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 blah. To me, it comes back to my original question. Who is the intended audience? Well, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who actually dislikes the Beatles. I'm not sure if they are as relevant to the hardcore game-buying demographic as they might have been, say, 10 years ago. I consider it. I consider myself a moderate fan of the group. They lost me somewhere around the Yellow Submarine. But I have had a hard time believing that the typical 18-year-old is totally psyched about this announcement as, say, your typical 48-year-old. But then what 48-year-old mm. is going to buy, I mean, play or much less buy a game like this unless harmonically, harmonically, Harmonics radically simplifies the gameplay. Rigopolis has stated that this game will use the Rock Band instruments, but as it stands now, further details are few and far between. I can only imagine, imagine the look of bewilderment my mom or dad would have if I sat them in, in front of a set of Rock Band drums and told them to hold it down for me while I rocked some Rush. And it's tough to see how a Beatles game that uses the pricey Rock Band peripherals could be considered casual enough to draw in tons of new fans. Lennon and McCartney be damned. Interesting. Uh, you can read his blog. It's GameSpot.com slash users slash Brian Eck. B-R-I-A-N-E-K. So, yeah, would you get this? Are you a no, fan enough of the I'm, Beatles to get this? I'm not a fan of the Beatles. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, It's just I, not hardcore enough for me. And not Hendrix. You're not hardcore. <sighs> I'm not Sabbath. <sighs> you're so hardcore. Um, but, yeah, I... If it would bring people to the house, maybe. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd get this. Yeah. If they had downloadable content, I would get that. And I'd rely on mm-hmm. somebody to tell me which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones, of course. But I would right. get some. But now, um, in, the, in, in more gaming game news about games in particular, uh, Al found this titillating advertisement. Care to em- 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 embellish? Sure. Um, <laughs> this uh, that's such a skeezy laugh by Mr. Brian Ashcraft from that's Japan. A, that was such a skeezy uh, laugh you had there. Says that you know, there's a wow, there's more. Um, what? Sorry, there's more ads oh, that okay. I haven't seen before. Um, so the 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 primary this one's focus the best one. of this ad is the, the definitely the best one. Um. It's got Chin Lee doing uh, her thousand thighs kick move or thousand thighs, whatever. You <laughs> As call they say it. in the ghetto from last episode. I don't even know. I don't know what the hell they call. It. I just say the, the lightning kick. The kick. That's the official lightning fact kick. move. That sounds. Kick. That sounds right. Lightning kick sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the caption, I guess, if you want to call it a caption, but it's the tagline of the ad. It says, "Hit it again for the first time." And now, yeah, and her legs are open. Mind you, her kick. legs are spread uh, at like a fucking 175 degree angle. Doing her <laughs> lightning kick. And it said, hit it again for the first time. If you're th- under, really funny. If you're under 10, you won't understand this. If you're over 10, you know what it means. Right. <laughs> and also for the fact that it says, it's funny because it says, hit it again for the first time is really funny. But Street Fighter anyhow, 4, let's do this, this! This definitely caters to my um, my pubescent side, <laughs> pubescent. which I still kind of have. You know, that's the thing. This is the thing. This is the ad that will get all the young boys all riled up and want to play Street Fighter. 
So then they have some others. That's kind of, wait, wait, before you go on, that's kind of like mm-hmm. the Dead or Alive 3 commercial for Xbox where they're like, she kicks high, do it again. Except they don't have nerds playing the game and thus are not demeaning the people who are playing the game. So, right. okay. so let's read this off um, alternately. Have, What's the next one? Return of the Beatdown. And it has one of the new characters, I forget her name, trying to kick uh, Chun-Li and she's blocking it. And it's a Street Fighter 4. Let's do this. Uh, the next one is the same thing with the picture, but the slogan is Give Peace a Rest. Mm-hmm. Your favorite moves, your favorite fighters, and more. A brand new Street Fighter. Uh, one after that is the same thing, I... Give Peace a Rest with uh, Blue, and then there's one with Magenta, and then there's one with Yellow. It looks all fucking gay. <laughs> um, Return to Beatdown again, blah, blah, blah. Return to Beatdown with a picture. Ah. Uh, to Hadouken or not to Hadouken? Let's do this. It's a picture Shoot of Ryu four. and Honda. <laughs> this is great. This next one is Dalsim stretching his arms and it says, reach out and punch somebody. Excellent. I like, I Excellent like this one. one. This is great. That was a good one. Um, and here's um, another Chun-Li doing a lightning kick one. This is also embarrassingly prepubescent. Uh, uh-huh. She's got legs. And then in like smaller and, font and she knows how to kick your butt with them. Wow. Okay. Um. And then the next Excellent. one is great T-shirt material. It has. Oh yes. Down. Down. The, down. Forward. Forward. Punch. punch. And it's it's the arrows, not the words. So down. Down. Forward. Forward. Punch. Arrows. And then uh, Ryu is in his charging mode for the fireball. Um, yeah, that sounds like um a, like a Know Your Roots T-shirt. Yeah. Um. The next one's Deja Fu. Uh. With Deja with, um, Fu. With uh Ryu about to dragon punch Ken, who is trying to block it, and. It's, the next one's another one, Dalsim punching at Blanca with his stretching arms, and it says, Return to the 15-foot pimp slap. Oh. Yeah, that that one, that one's pretty good. That, that was when I said, wait a, minute, wait a minute, they have new ones? Yeah, and then, like, yeah, hit it again for the first time again, and it's the same one. So, That's yes, the first one. Kudos to Capcom's advertising. After all, these yeah, are the they guys. they got some brands up there. Yeah, after all, these are the guys who sent press kits out in the form of Mega Man 9 game cartridges. Um... Hmm. And then this is the last one that I just snuck in at the last minute, this, this piece of gaming news. Um, Penny Arcade Adventures on the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness Episode 2 is going to feature an achievement system, except because everything else is copyrighted, they're going, Greenhouse Interactive is going to call this Triumphs. And Standings. <laughs> and Standings for the trophies. And I think this is funny because they're fully aware of how stupid this sounds, and like one of the, one of the developers is just like, we recognize that gamers expect these features in standard retail games, so why not in indie games as well? But in a crowded gaming world of achievements and trophies, it's inevitable that all of the good words are gone. So we've just snatched the last few that make any sense. <laughs> so they're like, we know this sounds stupid. Fuck you. We don't care. This is the only thing we could do. So and that's just pretty funny. So yeah, that's all, that's all I want to say about that. If you want to harp on Penny Arcade for making stupid words, go ahead. Or if you don't want to, then go ahead and not. Well, they also said that... Um... They'll be the first game on the Mac and Linux to have an achievement system. Nice, it's great. So they're they're now a, a landmark, groundbreaking game. <laughs> That's great. Let me see what today's mm-hmm. Penny Arcade is. Even though it's Saturday, that would be yesterday. I haven't read this in a month, so I haven't anyway. read this in like eight months. <laughs> okay, so it is time to move on and re- recollect my uh, brain trust, my brain capability. Bail back. Yeah. I don't want to set the world on fire. I 
just want to start a flame in your heart. We're at the mailbag. Uh, we have two mails. They're very good questions. Um, first is from Gideon. And the subject of the question was false advertising. He says, I've seen some Fallout 3 commercials, and if I didn't know any better, I'd swear it was a first-person shooter. Now, this is no fault of Bethesda, since they are actually showing in-game footage, but I can only think about the uninformed Halo fanboy that just sees a commercial and giant statues at Circuit City and picks it up, totally unaware of the experience he's actually about to get, even if he winds up really liking it. This got me thinking more about the crap out there that actually misleads the consumer. Things like any ad that solely uses computer graphics. In other words, Call of Duty, Final Fantasy, the Max Payne movie appearing like some sort of Constantine 2, Wii music commercials <laughs> showing people having fun. It's all made with the purpose of fooling the demo that doesn't say, know what Kotaku is. Demographic, he means. And while some mm-hmm. of these games are good, some are terrible but still get decent sales because of the advertising and the public scalability, Wii music, and that's what I said, not him. That got me thinking about the necessity of ads at all. Year in and year out, the biggest sellers usually wind up being the games that had commercials of some sort, and we play. The question is, what comes first? Game A sells because it had a commercial, or Game A gets a commercial because the developers know it will sell? I guess the first paragraphs were questions too, even though they contain no actual questions. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you think? Uh, wait, the real question? What comes first? Just the the in, the thing in general, because I think it all ties together. Get in, ask a real damn question for once. Um, this was a really good question. <laughs> no, I said a real question. I know it's a good question. It's a great question, and I would love to answer it, but I don't know where to start. Okay, so I'll start. I'm gonna I'll start. start in, or no, you no, start? No, no. Okay. I'll start. I, I'm gonna start in the middle. I'm going to start at this Max Payne movie appearing like some sort of Constantine 2, which I completely agree with. <laughs> that shit, I was like, what the hell is up with these angels and demons and motherfuckers busting through windows? Isn't this shit supposed to be about drugs? So anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I saw a Fallout 3 commercial, and I thought it was FPS too. And because you see like some things where it looks like, some guy is like moving with a gun toward the inside of the screen and stuff like you would in FPS. Now, if I didn't know any better, like he says, I would have thought, oh, I would remain thinking that Bethesda just like completely changed the game, maybe just for Xbox 360 or something like that. Mm. And to tell you the truth, I haven't seen any um, images of in-game footage from Fallout 3, so I don't even know what the perspective is in gameplay. Right. So, yeah, that's. I, I'm I'm assuming it's not a, a overhead R, you know RPG like one and two were. Uh, do you know? It is basically Oblivion in the Fallout world with an enhanced uh, turn-based combat system that that um that works in conjunction with real-time combat. So okay. basically, the VAT system, you can pause it and you can target enemies' extremities their chest, their head, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Each body part has a percentage of how likely you are to hit it, so it feels more like the original Fallout. And at the same time... like So basically what people do, I think, is that as they spot an enemy, they start off with the VAT system. Target the person, mm-hmm. starts to whittle them down. As they are... You can't just keep on using VATs because they, they want to make it more like an RPG and less like a, a spamming thing. So when you okay. use VATs, you have to wait a little bit before it recovers. So they'll do that. They'll they'll close in and you know shoot 
and whatever as they close in, and then when Vats recharges, they'll use it again. And then mm-hmm. they'll continue to close in and shoot. And so it kind of goes like that. Like, like you use both in conjunction with each other. Um, and everything else is like Oblivion in Fallout's world, which is pretty much the same thing as Oblivion, I heard, because you can do anything you want. Kind right. of. So, yeah, that's what it is. Except Oblivion takes place in, like, uh, old-school Medieval, fantasy. Medieval, yeah, and Fallout's and in, yeah. Fallout's in post-apocalyptic yeah. cyberpunk. Well, not and, even cyberpunk, just post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And so that's basically what it is. All right, so then, yeah, it, it kind of, then, yeah. All right, good. <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly misleading. It's not misleading at all, actually. It. But anyway, next I, question. <laughs> well, before you go on, I think so, it is slightly mm-hmm. that the commercial would slightly be, be misleading in the in the sense that people think that they will get a shooter. Oh, uh, okay. That, yeah, I haven't seen like yeah. the commercial to that extent. Yeah, like in in comparison, I, I haven't either. I'm assuming that's what he's talking about because in comparison, Oblivion. If you showed Oblivion. Um, as a commercial, and you showed the guy casting magic spells and shooting a bow and arrow, people would think that it's a medieval shooter because it takes yep. place in the first person, and they would probably emphasize those pieces so that so that Joe Blow sitting on the couch is going, oh my god, I get to shoot lions with a bow and set them on fire like a like a shooter, except it's not in World War Two. I think I'll buy this game. And then they buy it, they're like, what the fuck is this? So mm-hmm. I have to read, you know. So, and also kind of like the Final Fantasy VII thing, but go ahead, sorry. Alright, um, I'm gonna get to the, to the question. Um, I think that games sell initially because, and I, I don't mean the hardcore first, you know, the guys who get it on day one and things like that, but I mean sure. like a game that sells, uh, a lot to many different kinds of people, through many different channels and things like that. Those games sell not because it had a commercial, but because it had marketing, which right. means that it was not only had a commercial, but it had uh, not newspaper ads, but magazine ads, um, most likely hardcore gaming magazine ads or enthusiast gaming magazine ads. It had product placement, you know, window spots, things like that. It was placed prominently in the Toys R Us circular. That's the biggest thing. Because once you get that Sunday paper and you look on the front or the back and you see that game prominently just out there, that's what's going to get people's attention, especially the kids. Because you get those kids who open up the comics and then out falls out that Toys R Us and boom, Mario Galaxy's on there. And then Mario Galaxy say if it was going to come out in three weeks. That that's what they want. It's like that Kung Fu Panda shit. They got. I looked at a Toys R Us um thing, uh Toys R Us doorbusters for this weekend. I think doorbusters. And it was yeah, it was like they open late Friday from three to nine, and they open early Saturday from like six to nine or something like that, six to mm-hmm. ten, and. They only sold like four Wii games. The, the old, those are the only games that they sold in this doorbuster sale. Wii games. They had a PS2, where you know the the PS2 for one twenty nine, which is not really a sale. Um, and but the sale part about it was that if you buy it, you get a free controller. Hmm. But they didn't sell any games. Um, they didn't sell any DS games. 
They didn't sell any 360, PS3, none of that. All they had was Hannah Montana. They had um, Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. They had some other like Disney game or something like that. They had all all the cheap licensed titles that we don't like. They had it was like five of them, and those are the only games that they were selling. So you know those games are gonna sell like crazy, even though they're coming up in the thing as forty nine ninety nine. Right. You know, but they're like we are selling these games at Toys R Us. Buster, if you want to go and hook up your Christmas, even though it's not even Thanksgiving yet, come on by. Right. Yeah, so for those um, games, then, yeah, they don't need ads particularly. Right. Now, game A getting a commercial because the developers know how to sell. It's, well, the Delva developers who, they don't care. It's it's the publisher. If the publisher knows it's going to sell, they may actually lay off, I think, off of marketing because of the fact that they could save money if they do something cheap to get word of mouth going. You know, I'm right. pretty sure that if, you know, a game has come out and it's been successful for every iteration that all you got to do is throw up like maybe a 15 second spot or uh, some kind of viral marketing, do something on YouTube just to get people saying, yo, this sequel to this game is coming out, you know, that that'll make the game sell because all the enthusiasts are gonna spread that around, and you'll you'll get the product placement in the um in the in the Toys R Us, and the the Best Buy catalogs or what should I say the circulars. Once that happens, all the kids are gonna be like, "Mommy, I want this," and it's over. It's, it's over. It's it's over. It's, it's over. over. And then, uh, so I'm, I'm done. was there anything else? I forgot because I forgot he has like 27 things. <laughs> uh, well, that was his question. And then he talked about just real misleading stuff, which, um, I mean, I agree that games, at game advertisements that don't actually show in-game footage are quite misleading, but they're only misleading to casual people. Not casual people, but people who don't have that proper exposure like all the people who bought Final Fantasy VII, even though they enjoyed it, I'm pretty sure they were not expecting the game to look the way it did because the commercials only showed the CG. Hmm. Yeah. You know. Final Fantasy VII. So I, 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 but it didn't, it didn't affect their complete impression of the game. I don't know why. I, I don't care why, but. Right. I think it's funny that people didn't buy Final Fantasy VII and go, wait a minute, it was supposed to look like this. I but think they did. when I'm playing actually. it, it doesn't. But I mean, I it's, so. that didn't have a, a, an absolute negative effect. Oh. No, no, no. I've, yeah, yeah. But some people returned it because they couldn't read. Huh. But that's their not cause they Not because they couldn't read, but more like, you know, there's reading in this. I, I don't want to do reading. They didn't, yeah, of course, because there are a lot of people who are like, I don't want to read my games. Yeah. It, the, the funny thing is, is it's probably... a book? <laughs> yeah. I think because, like, the, it, it opens with a huge cinematic, right? And then it goes into the train thing, and then, like, Barrett and Cloud start talking to each other, and that's when you start reading, right then and there. You're like, wait a yep. second. I didn't know there was reading in this. But, um... Like, wait a minute, there's a menu... I thought I was going to be just bumping these guys off. What the hell? 
So let's see. Uh, necessity of ads. Um, does it sell because it has commercial? Um, is it misleading? Uh, I I think that uh, some like the the sad truth is that people who wouldn't otherwise try a great game are suckered into these games because of the false advertising. I think it's dirty, but for the sake of the game that's getting like that's potentially getting left out in the snow, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it's a necessary evil I think if if a game is to get the the attention that it deserves. Uh Fallout 3 and Mass Effect probably wouldn't get that much attention by the people who don't read Kotaku, like he said, if they, you know, weren't represented mm. as um as as More what they were represented as, as as an action oriented title, as a shooter, you know, um, stuff like that, you know. So, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it's like they're good games. Get the to get the word out there. We're gonna have to, you know, do do something. Now, Fallout being a shooter, like we were talking about, like it is kind of misleading. But at the same time, it's just if it's showing footage. Again, I haven't seen the commercial, but if it's showing footage, it's just you know. There, I think that's just misleading by nature. Mass Effect itself was also misleading by nature because people were saying when they got Mass Effect, they were like, "Oh, the targeting is off. I don't like how it works." It's just like, well, it's supposed to simulate more of a role-playing type of thing, so it can't have perfect shooting, you know. So, mm-hmm. as far as what comes first, um, I would say that let's let's forget about the license games for now because you cover that pretty well. Um, and I'm agree- I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, my thoughts on whether or not a game gets a commercial because it's, they know it'll sell or because the other way around is um, I think the game will get a misleading commercial if there is a tr- if there is trouble of it not hitting anything past its niche. I think Fallout will be a niche title. I think Fable Two mm, would definitely. have been a niche title. You know, you put you put Fallout Three out there in the public minds in the public eye. And give it a shooter dressing, people will respond to it. You put Fable out there with the commercial that it has now about the guy, like he's he's sitting. Have you seen the Fable commercial? I don't remember to have though. Um. Okay. It's this guy sitting at a table. Uh. It's gonna. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how it goes. Um. It's a. It's a. It's a guy sitting at a table. It's kind of dark. It's you know, and he's sitting by candlelight. Uh. He's like sitting there, and then the the light goes out, and then it comes back, and he looks slightly different. Mm-hmm. And then it goes out again, and it comes back, and he looks slightly different. Like he his face changes, um, like uh, like from from normal to like face paint, and then the next shot he has a hood on, and whatever, and then like the thing ends with him like kind of looking evilish, and it was it, it it the slogan's like, and that's what I'm trying to look up, but I can't, um, I can't find it. Uh, let me see You're if soup? I can just. Google, uh, Fable 2 commercial slogan. Yeah, it's it's bringing me Aesop's Fables <laughs> instead of Fable 2. <laughs> I'm saying, might as well just load it up in YouTube. Yeah, I don't want to ruin my connection though. So, so that it's, check, it says I'll something. It says something like you know, you know, choose your own path or become your own whatever. Um, but, but basically, it's a commercial that correctly conveys what the game is about. It doesn't show any gameplay footage at all. It shows real live action people, and so you know that it's not the game. They know that it's not the game. They're just trying to send the message of what the game's about. So, mm-hmm. is that going to get someone 
who wouldn't otherwise be interested in Fable interested in it? Probably not. It's just there to remind people gently, like, hey, nudge, nudge. Remember that uh, Fable game that came out last year? Or for the, or that came out <laughs> mm-hmm. a couple of years ago for Xbox? There's a new one. It's pretty good. Yeah, you could do stuff. It's back. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. But, you know, guy who's playing Madden or wants to play Gears of War 27 is like, I want to be a mercenary who shoots people in the head. Can I be that in this? Doesn't look like it. Oh, yeah, I remember this ad. He, he ends up looking like Diablo. Oh, he like, does. That's what it is. Oh, and the okay. slogan is actually spoken, so I I would have to hear it. Let me see. It says, I see myself. Fable 2. Who will you become? Now 199. That's what it is. Who, who will you become? <laughs> who will you become? Um, yeah. One second. Some, okay. uh, time out. Edit out. Some, someone's messaging me. Uh, right. Oh, while we're in edit out, let's try and like blaze through uh, Supersonic's yeah. question. Cause, yeah, like, I know. I haven't I'm even read death. it yet. So am I. Um, he's talking about the video games as art. Um, because of theme. Uh, okay. All right, edit back in. So that's what it was. I, yeah, see, our brains are just really fried, and I think that we're going to end this episode soon after we just blaze through uh, Super Sonic's question. Uh, but, um, okay, here we go. <laughs> Stop kicking and punching people. It's wrong. It's violent. Especially Unless when you they... do it in the way that you mention. He asks, can I kick it in the him and punch it in the her? Now, Ow, if kicking it in the him symbolizes kicking me in the balls, no. But if punching it in the her symbolizes, um, is a, just a very vile way of putting a romantic and lovely act, then sure, but I doubt it. <laughs> you're a, you're a violent child. If she can child. handle it, but ew. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Oh, oh. Oh, it's oh, funny pain. because we know what it means, but oh. Oh, God. Okay. Oh. Stop kicking and punching. You've killed enough people already. So on to his actual question. One of the reasons Roger Ebert, a man I admit and I admire, proclaimed that video games are not art, which he's wrong about, was that the ones he was aware of did not have a theme. So A, is it fine for a game to not have a theme in its story or gameplay? And B, shall we permit games to be pure entertainment, i.e., do they need to provoke thought in order to be of high quality? Do you want to take this one first or should I? Um, I'll answer first. A and B pretty much have the same answer. Okay. I think that because a video game is a game, it's a form of entertainment, it it does not necessarily have to be a piece of Thematic. art, a work of art. It is fine for a game not to have a theme in a story or gameplay. You can have a game that is just plain balls out fun that doesn't have a specific point or any kind of higher meaning uh, you know I mean I'm even with sports sports don't have a theme unless you say the theme is to win but that's not really a proper theme um, then there are games that the ultimate goal is to just get a high score where there is no theme it's just you know you play until you die it's it's fine for those games to not have a theme. Uh, we shall permit games to be pure entertainment because 
some of the best games are pure entertainment and they don't have to be deep and thought-provoking and all that stuff. Although those games that are deep and thought-provoking that touch us on the inside, like in the heart or in the brain, make or us the think, vulva. those are really good. Huh? I don't have one of those. Um, <laughs> they, they do really well. I should hope not. In, in, at what they do. But at the same time, there are games that we can use to take our minds away from the things in life that provoke thought. Okay. So I think we shall permit games to be pure entertainment. And if they are good at what they do, they need to be uh, praised as such. Okay. I, um, I'm going to go to Mozart's blog here because he, uh, he had a really well-articulated uh, reasoning behind what I'm about to say. I'm very bad at articulating my reasoning. But I think that to restrict art to such things such as, oh, it has to be this and that, it has to be thought-provoking and whatnot, that it's actually not really representative of art necessarily in terms of the fact mm-hmm. that like saying that a game is pure entertainment and as such it's not art is kind of insulting to both. Um, I think that it's, it's, it's too limiting to just say that like, you, know, you have to sit down and look at a painting and, and have it make you think in order for it to be art. If I want to look at dogs playing fucking poker because I, because <laughs> I want to look at it. poker. Because I want to look at woo. it, then whatever. It's a piece of art, you know. Somebody put some time and effort into making a creation, and it's it looks art. like motherfucking dogs. Like, there, there's so many. Like, uh, I, I can't. Def- I don't want to define it because it, it's so ambiguous to define. But when, when I think of something that's artistic, I think of something that is either enjoyable to experience on the merits of its own being or some or something that provokes thought or something that you know requires artistic skill to create which also is ambiguous so so before i before i like get myself into a hole here before i stop knowing what i'm talking about and like get all the flames <laughs> that are wrong because they're wrong um like enjoying a painting all right on its own merits like i don't enjoy a computer monitor a computer monitor is well crafted. is It has, takes a lot of time to build, uh, a lot of stuff to, to 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 minimize the space footprint that it has to work well. But on the merits of its own, just sitting there. If you just look at a computer monitor, well, I suppose if they make a really artsy looking one, then yes, and then yeah, yeah, it is. But normally, you don't look at a computer monitor and say, "Okay, I'm enjoying this. This is art. Something has to be on the thing, right?" Mm-hmm. Okay, when you play a game and experience the joy from it, and you and you have certain feelings that come out of it, you don't have to have a story to to experience some feeling from a game, and that's why I think games are so powerful as art. Because even if you're just rushing for that high score, you're in a different mindset than what you'd be in in your normal life, or maybe not. Maybe that speaks to your mindset of daily life. It speaks to your competitiveness. It speaks to your skills and to your intensity and your 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 focus and and whatnot. You know, so it it, it touches you in a way that sometimes some other things don't. Just like a book might, or a movie might, or music might. And let me not forget to remind people out there that when everyone says, "Oh, movies are art and games aren't," that movies were also not considered art back when they first came out. 
It's a matter of people understanding and accepting something that's different that they don't want to admit that's different. I mean, that they don't want to admit that's part of something that they traditionally thought, oh, this is art and that isn't. You know, it's it's all about right. cultural change. It's the same thing as what not the same thing, but it's similar to what Ethan was talking about, like accepting. Um, digital distribution, people say that they like having cover art and they like having boxes and they like having the physical product. Well, what's the point? Is there really a point? You can have the same thing in a hard drive and people would say, oh, yeah, my hard drive could die. Oh, yeah, well, you can have your physical game stolen. Oh, yeah, well, I can also have my hard drive stolen too. Oh, yeah, you could drop your game and drop soda on it. It's the same thing. It's a cultural perspective <laughs> that people need to yep. change to understand. So to me, when a game is all about getting a high score, it still has artistic merit. It's not artistic in the same way that um, uh, Prince of Persia might have been in the way that it tells its story or Lost Odyssey might have been in telling the, its story the way that it did but it still touches you not in an old man perverted way but it touches you <laughs> in you know Get like, your like fat ass back it, it reaches you it's the same reason why you know as much as i think that this was one of the stupidest movies in the world that the fast and the furious yes is a piece of art it's a piece of bad art but it's art because it speaks to some people in certain ways it's a film it, it you know it mm-hmm. it, it, it takes into consideration cinematography and all the techniques used to make something visually compelling and, and, and again, reaches out and touches you in some certain way, right? So it's like you can't just sit there and say, no, it's not art because like it, it's not good. Art is not defined by quality. There is bad art out there. It's not defined by oh, like... Oh, yeah. You know? Like, so, so when people say Britney Spears isn't music because they think she sucks, yeah, it's music. It's just bad music. It's just bad music to a lot of you people. Yeah. So if, if I want to... um. If, if if I may direct people to Mozart's blog, which is very you know excellent in my opinion on this, it's um it's gamespot.com slash users slash m the number zero, the letter z a r t. So Mozart with a zero, um, and I'm trying to scroll down to find this blog because he uh okay, so it's on uh, March uh March 21st 2007 from last from way last year. Yeah, the title of the blog is They Don't Know Their Artists. Are video games art? That seems to be the question of the decade, and practically everyone has an opinion on the matter. As this debate keeps raging both among industry moguls and among players and forums, it seems that it's often the artists themselves who are their own worst enemy in defense of their work. The creator of Mega Man, Keiji Inafune, joins the ranks of many great video game artists trying to deny in their identity as artists. He quotes, Perhaps I'm... This is Keiji. Perhaps I might get mm-hmm. into trouble if I say this in front of people from the mass media. Games are not a work of art. It's actually a product. He's wrong, and I'll tell you why in a second after, Mo- after I read Mozart. We, if we think of works as art, then when we think about Picasso and Van Gogh's paintings, the end result is beauty, so it doesn't matter if you sell it or not. However, for games, it's a product. It's a commodity. The producer has to think about that. We must because that's what they are. Not to call them what they are, in this case art, is to inaccurately present art. Is there a dichotomy here? Certainly, but it's not a relevant dichotomy in determining what is and what is not art. It only differentiates between different media of expression. I think he's misrepresenting art by saying that games aren't art. And here's what Mozart says. I realize that Inafune's primary point was not to throw video games out of the art arena, but rather to make an argument for marketing games properly. Regardless, I think he touched on some of this anyway by accepting some of these faulty premises. Games must be marketed, but so must art. Beethoven did not put his symphonies with zero advertisement. Nor did Shakespeare put on plays without tacking flyers on every wall. When authors like Hugo and Dickens wrote a new a novel, do you think that they didn't have any advertising? 
announcements were made. Newspapers reported their upcoming novels. Inafune's statements about Picasso and Van Gogh are particularly out of touch, given that both of these men fully intended to sell their works, with the former becoming quite wealthy doing just that. So this, you know, that's what I was trying to say, and he articulates it much better in that just because you sell something doesn't make it not art. And people mm-hmm. like to harp on that. They say, you use it, therefore it must not be art. You sell it, therefore it must not be art. You were paid to do this by someone else, therefore it must not be art. Do you know what busts are? Busts are sculptures made by a sculptor by, well, not all busts, but let, let, me, let me think about something else. Some paintings were commissioned by the royalty. Does that make them not art oh, yeah. because, because royalty paid them to do it? No. So that argument is totally out of there. Anybody who thinks that that's the argument is wrong. Uh, the other thing is that um, architecture. Architecture is extremely artistic. Architecture expresses sometimes the, the current culture of that time period in that location, okay? Like Gothic-style architecture, the way that churches were built. But we occupy architecture because they're buildings. We use them. They're utilitarian. So therefore, they must not be art. Wrong, mm-hmm. you know? They Just because you use something or buy something or whatever doesn't make it not art. And so back to the question at hand, um, do games need... Can games just be pure entertainment and not provoke thought? Sure, that's great, but that doesn't make them not art. For Is it fine for a game to not have a theme in its story or gameplay? Sure, certainly, that's great. That doesn't not make it art. So Ebert's assertions are completely wrong from beginning to end. He does not understand this medium, and so I, so I can sympathize with why he thinks this way. I'm not going to blame him for it, because he's a member mm-hmm. of the older guard. I'm sure that were he around in 1910, before, he, before movie critics became you know, the, the thing of the day, he would assert that films are not art, because that's what they did back then. And they refused to change their mind about it until later. So, whatever. Ebert is wrong. He's a great movie critic, most of the time. He's wrong about this. There's no reason why we should you know, listen to what he has to say just because he's a movie critic, because his view doesn't apply it's out of touch. That's what I want to say about that. He's out of touch. You know, just like he is saying, you know, Fune to say is out of touch. He's out of touch, <laughs> you know. So, and, and it, you know what's funny? Screwtop, who, you know, half the time has awesome things to say and half the time, yeah, you heard me. I'm saying it right now. It can be snarky for no reason. Um, put a comment in Mozart's blog saying, oh, yeah, because it's so artistic when Kratos stabbed somebody in the eye and God of War. And Mozart was like, you're missing the point entirely. And he is. You are. I'm talking to you directly, buddy. Missing the point. But I think he was just being snarky. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's complicated. And I don't know. Everybody has their own views on this. But, like, again, I think Mozart put it best. Whether or not you agree, at least read his blog and, and, and you know, see it at least if it makes sense because it does. You know, you just think and you understand it. Excuse me. Now, if games never had a story again, they'd still be art to me. They would. I think they would be. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, let me uh, reiterate the blog entry before we call before we call it quits for today. Um, Gamespot.com slash users plural slash Mozart with a zero m zero z a r t. Um, go to the uh, and do slash blog because this is like a really whole blog and this is like twenty seven zillion entries down. You're not going to see it unless you actually yeah. um, click on the blog. Um, see all blog links and it's called They Don't Know Their Artists let me see if it actually pops up in Google 
Let me see. They don't know they're artists, Mozart. Um, it doesn't show up on Google. Um, ah. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, so click on the all blog, scroll down to March 21st of 2007. It's right there. It's a really good, great read, regardless of whether or not you end up agreeing with it. It should at least give you understanding as to why we think the way we do. So, anyway. Uh, but there's something else to pimp out. It's something not about yet. some some guy. Why? Not yet. Why? I have a newsflash. Oh. Um, from Kotaku. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Sony merchandise bound for Circuit City makes a U-turn. Whoa. From Gizmodo. Yeah, check it out. Gizmodo had this jaw dropper yesterday presented by Owen Good of uh, Kotaku. Sony's merchandise that was being delivered nationwide to nationwide Circuit City distribution centers was stopped in transit and ordered to return to Sony among worries that Circuit City couldn't pay for the shipments. Oh, shit. From in reliable inside sources. Um, what does this mean for you? Until Circuit City convinces Sony its credit is good, no more Sony stock on the floor. Certainly nothing new. Very interesting, if true. He went to a Circuit City yesterday to get a wireless DualShock for the PS3. They had one left. Last, he got last. <laughs> Incidentally, like, that's by the way, they're hiring. hiring. <laughs> now, I just purchased and is already shipped uh, Castlevania Dracula X Chronicles, which had just gotten back in stock. Oh, shit. Um, which is also a Sony product. Doesn't sound like a good career move, though. Game Politics points out this could be the killing blow. Back in September, an analyst warned, we believe a Circuit City bankruptcy has become a question of when rather than if. We now expect bankruptcy in 2009, perhaps as early as the first quarter. The wild oh, card shit. in the equation remains vendors. If one major vendor were to cut off Circuit City, we would expect others to quickly follow suit. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Wow. But there's, but there's something about uh, – uh, uh, th- 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 there's something in all this that speaks to me really, really, really deeply, and that is do they carry – Ingve Malmsteen's CD. And the reason why I bring that up is because somebody apparently went there to his concert. I I, I did go to his concert. Um, really? Where can we read Sunday. about it? You can read about it at xlm2k.blogspot.com. You can also see crappy pictures I took and some pretty cool video with crappy sound and me going, woo, like all night. It's really crazy. Um, and uh, if you're interested in Dragon Force... I'll be going to see Dragon Force Tuesday, the 25th of November. Uh, probably see Buckethead before that, depending on if I get the tickets. So I will have some concerts up on the site. Uh, I'm still working like day and night, so I haven't been able to do any guitar stuff. But when I stop doing that, maybe for a second, I might have time to do it. But I still have other stuff to do. It's stuff. In stuff. In stuff. In stuff. Uh, yes. Who else is out there? There is Dr. Fishyballs, and he has a site, which he hasn't updated because he's in med school, learning how to save your life. So be grateful for him and all that he has given us. Amen. DrFishyPants.com. Uh, doctor spelled out. Um, who else can we pimp? That's it. I mean, yeah. Word. Yeah. Uh, TryGames.net. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh, wait. I will have you're listening to us. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's up? I said, oh, oh wait, yeah, you're, you're, you're already to listening us. to us. Yeah. 
Uh, tell your friends about us. If they like video games, please uh, spread the word on the podcast. We want to make sure that we have a listenership that we can actually speak to because if, you know, if we have like one listener, then why do this at all? I'll, I, I might as well just yeah. talk to you directly. Um, Damn right. We're still on dig. We haven't been pushing the whole dig thing, but um, like it's kind of whatever now at this point. But if you want to dig us, it's dig.com slash podcasts, trygames, underscore dot net, pot, underscore podcasts, I believe. Oh, yeah, dig page error. Bad. It's not that, but it's there somewhere. Oops. Uh, no results found. Okay. <laughs> I think the main <laughs> content separate from the podcast because I was on there just yesterday and our dig's still up. So look for us on dig. Um, does Zoom Marketplace have a place for customer reviews and stuff? Do you know? I don't think so. Um, it might you might be able to post a comment. Um, I could check real quick. Let's see. Okay. Um, but as usual, we are on iTunes, so please give us a review. Again, please tell your friends about us. They like listening. If they would like listening to to Gaming Insight and all that shit. Um, and what else? How else can we market ourselves? Uh, tell them about the swag contest. And if you haven't been writing in about why Virtual Highlight sucks based on the video from 1UP or YouTube or whatever, uh, then you better write in or else all this swag is not going to go to you. And it might not, but might not not go to Supersonic, who might not or might not not take it for all, all the way from you. So, yeah. Double negatives. Cool. <laughs> um, no, there's no place to put in comments about a podcast as far as I'm seeing. Oh, okay. Well... Anyway, you can subscribe to us from the Zoom Marketplace now, so if you would please do so, do so. Uh, that'd be awesome. And um, I'm going to try really hard to clear some space in my schedule to get people's content up on the site again because we've had like a month lag where there was no reviews or anything, so I will I will try. Uh, we may have Gideon submit some some for the uh, editorial Nazis to, uh, to put down. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, just keep checking on the site. Uh, and, again, if you think that you have the chops to have a, 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 a reader or listener review up on the site and you think you can, can bear for us to, like, call you shitty because we think you're shitty writers or awesome because you're an awesome writer, send a submission in to the mailbag. Uh, you know how it works. And if you don't know how it works, learn how it works by emailing mailbag at trygames.net. You can spell it either male as in mailman or male as in female male. So they both work. The other one's preferred because it's more perverted sounding. And go watch Rock and Roller. Because that movie was awesome. What? I said go watch Rock and Roller because that movie was awesome. Oh, okay. And I liked it. And it was awesome. And Guy Ritchie's no longer Uh. with Madonna. And so any guy who wants to go after her or any girl who wants to go after him can go ahead. And I'm about to go to eat because I'm low on blood sugar. For Al! I'm going to sleep because I'm low on sleep sugar. For Tony, who, as uh, again, well wishes on his uh, doctor visit for his pet. Well wishes for the pet. Um, and for Slunks, who loves avoiding us. He I, loves to work. Yeah. I have been your most Chupon host, Austin, asleep, flare out, diddy diddy, con con. Oh my god, this is a great comic. This like explains our backlog and everything. It's called Operation Myriad, and it shows mm-hmm. Tycho and Gabe looking at a chart and a calendar, and mm-hmm. like every every week they're like two to three to four games 
on the list. And so, like, on October 4th, it's... Is it October or is it November? Okay, November 4th, it's, like, November... Uh, see how fucked up I am? November 4th, it's, like, End War Resistance <laughs> 2, Valkyria Chronicles. And then, like, they have, um, like, th- three lines... W- the blue line is Tycho, the yellow line is Gabe, and then the green line is play co-op. And so End War and Resistance 2 have green lines going into Friday. Valkyria Chronicles has, has Tycho's line going into Friday. And it has Gabe's line going into next Tuesday because he's slower at RPGs. And so nice. like on Friday, um, on Friday, the End War Resistance 2 lines end. And um, it starts with Gears of War 2. And it has Tycho playing it until the 11th when Banjo and Kazooie... Are you looking at this at the same time so I can stop reading this? No, but I can okay. look at it real quick. Okay, just look at that. That's crazy. Operation Myriad. Oh, shit, son. Wait. That's something completely different. Is this the one... Oh, that's like from two weeks ago. Uh, This is the one from... Nope, that's the news. Why am I being so fudgy? Did you click on comic? Comic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we can do this. Uh, play co-op, tight joke. And this is just November. Like, I wonder what they did in October. Wait a minute. Gears of War Two comes out November seventh. Yep. <laughs> yep. And oh, I haven't even finished. Me. I haven't even finished Gears of War One on PC, and that's I'm not gonna play two. Yo, you haven't finished one either. I haven't finished one on on Xbox. That was the first game I got. Oh, shit. Oh, I was hoping I was going to have at least another week and a half. Wait, 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 wait. Look at at how how Gabe's line for Wrath of the Lich King goes through the entire calendar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It has two lines, actually. Oh, no, no. That's Last Remnant, the second line. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Mo, is... my line for Russia would lift Raffleish King is probably gonna go like that too. Left I, I, Dead I, is I am looking forward to Tomb Raider days. Underworld. Tomb Raider uh, Underworld? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That looks really good. Um mm-hmm. and also like they they have the system where you can um you could it, it's basically like the puzzles that are there and the enemies that you fight, it's a whole bunch of sliders where you can set like how much health the enemies have, how much health you have um, whether or not you want hints, um, whether or whether or not you want to use like an aerial map to view the puzzle. So it's basically like if you want to be in the Tomb Raider world and not fuck around fighting too much, you can do that. If you want to fight a lot, you can do that. If you don't want to spend 20 minutes on a puzzle, you can do that. If you want to rack your brain, you can do that. So it's all like adaptive. And it's not – it doesn't do it like where if you're doing better, it'll make it harder. It just does it. It's like, look, we have the option there for you. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't, don't. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like – um. It's kind of like a hint system that you can turn on and off and sliders in, like, a sports game. Mm. So, um, I'm going to leave everything on, though, to the hardest or whatever. But anyway, okay. Yeah, I find it funny that um, Taicho put himself under Red Alert 3, Call of Duty, World of War, and Mirror's Edge all at the same time for six days. Shit. (laughs) 